everybody, and welcome to episode 292 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, and I hope you're getting good and socially lubricated because the holiday season is officially upon us. Who else is here in the mystical, magical Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves with us? Uh, forever locked in pal resolution, Christopher and Tista. <laughs> and designated driver, and my lubrication is none of your damn business, Matthew Allen. Gross. And special guest... And Leif Johnson, yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, Leif. Thanks for joining <laughs> Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> we promise it's always like this. <laughs> I have drank more than any of y'all have so far, so... <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so, yes, we, uh, we have a, a fun show, hopefully mm. a quick breezy topic about games that you can get drunk in yeah I, I, I thought it was appropriate with the holidays some of us might need to drink you know in order to kind of spend more time with, with family, family yeah yeah and so um yeah it, it made me think well i think there's a lot of games where you can kind of get loaded in and then we we went off on a tangent and where do we ultimately land there michael it's it's not just games you can drink it's the drinking has cool effects, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's games that you can get drunk, but it, it does something interesting, something more interesting than just like, hey, you're staggering around. Yeah. yeah. And, and originally, this was just going to be like games you can get wasted in, but then I remembered, oh, we already did one where you can do drugs. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> games Dude. where you can do drugs. So, um, Dude. <laughs> it's just <laughs> drugs. It's different. See, a drug is like, Dude, but. Out, like getting wasted is like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, when I first saw it, like, I thought it was be like flower. You know, you play that, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that. Yeah, games you can do drugs too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah, making man. a note of that one. That's a good future. <laughs> <laughs> Tetris oh, effect. All anyone? These <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe play the music. Maybe that's the missing ingredient. <laughs> For a, ga- for a game about flower petals, it's so fucking heavy. <laughs> oh, but I'm taken in by the environmental themes. It's so deep. I like to get high and watch the ending of Gears of War 2. <laughs> so fucking tragic, man. Oh, man. But, you know. Yeah, so, so drinking games. Yeah. Drinking games. Drinking, drinking games. games. Yes. Sort of. <laughs> drinking games. Some of these might even have drinking games in them, sort of. I'm going to do I'm going to do a quick shirk, sh- a, a quick iTunes search and see how many fucking awful game podcasts are called drinking games. Oh god, I'm oh. sure most of them. And copyright a podcast title. I'm I'm going to guess at least 37. Let's do a liar's dice here and like see if we can guess <laughs> just a, an extremely high number. Mm, mm. So can oh, I? Actually want me to do I'll go dick move. I'll go prices right on you, and I'll go like thirty six. Ooh, that's <laughs> a dick move. That's the dick move. As far as I was twenty five, actually. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say the weed number sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Nice drinking. Much lower than Wait. the sex number four twenty. Yeah. Drinking games. Nope. Can't oh, spell. God. And it it is a one of the final big release weeks of the year i think we've got maybe one or two more coming yeah uh december well just cause fours on my radar mm-hmm. yes. uh, yeah. and smash is coming next week as well so i think next week might have yes. two more like let's call them the big releases yeah. of the year to cover two so. heavy hitters we got darksiders three this week yeah the mm-hmm. biggest release date of all uh emin otter's jug band christmas mm-hmm. hits blu-ray Ooh. on december 18th giving you just a few days to enjoy it 
with Kermit intros and on Blu-ray for the first. Ooh, oh with the shit. Kermit intros. Ah, uh, it's it's. I couldn't be happier. And I don't care if this is a game podcast, and you'd rather talk about Walking Dead and Fortnite's, but <laughs> Emmett Otter rules, and you should see it in theaters. I urge you to see it while you can. You gonna do a show around it? No, no. I, it's it's. I I understand why young people would hate it. I'm giving you a chance to plug what I'm sure is already a wealth of Emmett Otter related content. That's right. Over on uh, Laser Time, the show mm. Laser Time. This week, all about black exploitation, which was so really? much fun. Huh. Yeah, big thanks to TL from the PNB Podcast. I, I was telling Diana, I did on my way to work today. After I listened to that show, mm-hmm. I just listened to Curtis Mayfield the entire way yeah. into work. If you ever want to feel really cool, just listen to Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> While driving, every time you see any ray of light shining through a tree or anything like that, you will feel like, yeah, man, I'm in the 70s and this is cool. <laughs> Can't put no thing on me. <laughs> but yeah, em- Emmett Otter, so highly recommended. If you've been looking for a Christmas special even more depressing than the Peanuts Christmas special <laughs> and featuring puppetry, that's the that's the special for you. Well, the Peanuts Christmas special has an, uh, or, well, no, I'm thinking of the Halloween special that absolutely doesn't have a happy ending. True. No, or the Thanksgiving special, which is like half a World One World War One movie. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Really know what the kids like. Yeah. 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 Original cut of Emma Otter was like, well, looks like you're just needed each other. <laughs> well, goodbye. So <laughs> goodbye forever. And the town Enjoy was your property destitute. There would be no there'd be no industry in Frogtown Hollow. <laughs> Everybody closed up shop and moved away the next year. Except for it's Emmett like Flint, and Alice. Michigan, but worse. Yay! <laughs> I, I do appreciate your subtle Kermit. You didn't you didn't go like yeah. too heavy. Kermit. <laughs> no, yeah, I did like like Ray Romano's dad. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for. Uh, all right. Well, we will get into top five games that you can get drunk in. Yeah. Right after this, would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's just sadness porn. It is like the That's child. That's just the plot of Dumbo, though. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I of think course. They, I think they should have made, they never... made it. They should have made it really gritty. I think they they could have. <laughs> I'm serious. No, 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 no. But not not like Quentin Tarantino or anything. Not but be more you're gritty. a Dumbo bitch. Well, I just feel like I've, you know the 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 cartoon Dumbo's been done, and this this Dumbo. You know, it, the realism. He take no shit. Well, I'm saying the realism that they have access to now is pretty is is amazing. It's, the but the, it's the emotion too and everything in that in that elephant's eyes is crazy. It'll That's get to you. That's why it's too much. But they could have made it. Why. They could have made it. You know. Like, no, no. But why? And, and it's why Tim Burton it? doing it again. Which, like, his Alice in Wonderland. What did that add to anybody's love of Alice in Wonderland? Like, it should have made it like precious. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? Drinky games. Drinky games, yes. And it's even safe to listen to this podcast while driving. Just don't drink yes. and drive. But no, you can totally listen drive. to this podcast while driving. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, hold on, i got to pull over. <laughs> and if you're underage or an alcoholic or otherwise can't drink, just think of this as... A way to vicariously enjoy it. It's uh, role playing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting though, because like while I was researching this, I, I read something interesting in Kotaku that was talking about that like games always tackle drinking 
in like as if it's like a problem or if it's just something that like adversely affects you but they never really capture like why someone would want to drink like they don't capture that feeling okay. of actually being in the moment and drinking except for maybe one of these one of these kind of mm. captures that a bit okay um but it's not this one number five ready when you are see you some other time <laughs> That's revolting sounding. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really was. Like, don't make as much sounds when you drink and turn down the Ed Wood soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, what was with that in the background? <laughs> so this game, uh, I, I actually went in and uh, captured these sounds directly, and this game is still in the middle of its Halloween event. Oh, this is Sea of Thieves? This is Sea, sea of Thieves. Thieves. Oh, oh, The shit. British voice should have given it away yeah. from the rare game. <laughs> the British voice and the disgusting noises. Yes. It's, I gotta say, the, the best game... The best game deal in town right now for on Amazon Black Friday Deals Week is the Xbox One Game Pass one-year subscription for half price. Uh-huh. So for the price of okay. Sea of Thieves, you get Sea of Thieves, Forza 4, Gears 4, everything, Devil May Cry 5, Cuphead, and Crackdown 3. Yep. And everything else that Microsoft puts out for the year. That so that's why I've been bad. meaning to play it. It is not bad. bad. It is a really good Rome. deal. Yeah. It's a, great, it's a crazy deal. One... One price for the month for everything that Microsoft will put out this year. They were doing a promo where I think it was like a dollar per month for three months, and I signed up for that and just forgot to cancel my subscription. But so I'm I'm paying the full rate now. It's ten yeah, normally yeah, ten dollars a month. Ten bucks a month. It's is... it, for that. Like there are so many games in there I never got around mm-hmm. to. It's it, it's still a good deal. And no, we're not paid by Microsoft to say this. It's no, it's just no. a good no. Deal. It's, it's, it's a good deal. A, it's an unbelievable uh, deal. And I th- see if these is a game that like. I knew I couldn't put the time in at the time to loving and figuring out, but I wanted to get to eventually. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I can play Forza right now and just play Sea of Thieves eventually, <laughs> which uh, who knows? I might do after Red Dead. I think Sea of Thieves is, has actually been, uh, speaking of Game Pass, it's, it's benefited from Game Pass in a lot of ways in that that game, when it launched, you know, one of the knocks against it was it didn't have a ton of content. You know, yes. or, uh, I, I remember playing in the beta right before launch, and I'm like, is is there? Is this it? Like and I was hear... wondering, is that why it's fun to drink while you're playing? Because well, you know that there's something to do. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to do, but one of the things you can do is you can get loaded on Grog. But <laughs> but they've since, uh, my, my point though, uh, but being on Game Pass, they basically have access to there's millions of people that can play the game for quote-unquote free. You know, it's it's included with a subscription. And so they've, they've benefited from having like a healthy player base. And then they've since, since launch, they've come out with a few big content packs. And so there's a lot more game there uh, than there was at launch. And so it's, it's I think, been a beneficiary of the Game Pass service. But drinking, what yeah. can you do? Well, I, I did want to say, like, when it first came out, like, it was, I, I hear, like, some of the things people are saying about Fallout 76 echoed in this. It's like, yeah. for me, it was like, I just went in single players. Like, I don't want to play this with anybody else. And it was like this weirdly serene experience of just like going across these vast empty oceans, sailing yes. a ship. And Waking then up like, in a brig. yeah, occasionally going <laughs> on an island and fighting some skeletons. But yes, uh, that was my experience because I, I wanted to play it sort of alone. And then the mm-hmm. one time I tried to play with the guy, they did some emote, which basically told me to get out of there because they just wanted to be alone on their ship and so i well I, then you do closed crew man well i, I griefed him and then I, I jumped off the boat and swam away good for you yeah absolutely that's the way to do it but uh so the the starting point in sea of thieves is actually like in a pirate tavern on some island because why wouldn't it be of yeah. course yeah. yeah and so you can talk to the bartender hear a little bit about their background 
and uh, have them just refill your grog uh, cup for free. Mm, and then you can sit there and just like drink this thing down in real time, l- looking at it in your field of view. And if you drink enough, you start to get a bit queasy. It's like the the gluttony level of Dante's Inferno all over again. (laughs) Puke and rally! (laughs) No, I mean, right there, though, you're not getting just a little sick. We should say, it's like projectile vomit. Yeah, (laughs) This is is after four or five drinks, and you will receive ample warning in that, like, okay, you will just start to stagger around involuntarily. Yeah, yeah. You're... the game will not obey your thumbstick uh, input. You'll, you'll just like, like I just tried to. I like I want to pilot my ship while drunk, so I just got loaded at the bar and tried to walk to my ship, okay. and I could not step onto the dock because it just kept veering off, and I'd land in the the ocean. It's like maybe if I swim out there, but swimming seems to sober you up, so it kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not true to life. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do swim that. drunk. Yes. Yeah, don't be a beach boy, people. Yeah. Oh, oh God, God. It's double dehydration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's good to know you guys are yeah. such big Beach Boys fans. Like super offended over here, Jesus. I know. Look, we all love the Beach Brothers. <laughs> um, Who said the Beach Brothers? <laughs> Brett. Is that a Trump thing? I forget. Oh, that's Brett's a Brett thing. Oh, but I can see why you're confused. Right. Um. <laughs> that was actually my first CD. That and Top Gun. I got my first CDs yeah. as a kid. The oh. Beach Boys. Best. Saying, saying hi to Brett. If you want to hear Brett talk about Zelda, he came on thirty twenty ten uh, last week. To talk about the 20th anniversary of Ocarina wow. of Time. Just oh, saying. Wow. Where does the Ocarina of Time go? Mm. It just flies by. If I could hold Ocarina Did of you Time. See, he just bottle. posted on Instagram his five years of service at Capcom <laughs> yeah. Award. Oh, wow. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Been a while. Yeah. Um, so getting sick and drunk in Sea of Thieves. So, yeah, after like four or five flagons of grog, you will start to projectile vomit. And eventually sober up as as you continue vomiting. The interesting thing is you can actually do things with your vomit. Yes. Like, you can catch it in a bucket and then throw it at people. You can throw it at people. Or, yeah. or just, like, straight up in the air and watch this big blob of vomit go up and come yeah. down and splatter. You can also keep drinking while you vomit. Vomit into your drink. Oh, my God. And keep drinking. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Gross. It could be my imagination, but I think the grog changes color after oh, you throw God. it. So, <laughs> that used to be one of the worst viral videos on the internet, that hammer dude at some British pub. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, pounding a beer, puking into a glass, and drinking it again. <laughs> oh, God. So my story is not that bad, but I do have a similar incident. So yeah. New Year's 1999 to 2000, I went to go see Jimmy Buffett at uh, Universal <laughs> Amphitheater. And because it was, like, the biggest, Matt, the big... Matt, I, you are a basic bitch. I just have to say it. <laughs> Dang, that show is awesome. Anyway, they were serving alcohol. Uh, they were serving champagne, but not in, in bottles, because obviously that'd be really dumb in an arena. So they would pour it. Remember growing up, there were those those soda containers that look almost like gallons of milk. Like they had the yes. top that folded closed like, like a milk carton or something. Yeah. Like they were that big. Mm-hmm. So they would just take the entire bottle of champagne and dump it in there. Mm-hmm. And so... We, my friends and I, being dumbasses, we would have multiples of those, and we were drinking through a straw. So champagne through a straw on New Year's, and so all of us got sick. One of my buddies puked in a plant at the back oh, of the auditorium. Fine. I on I felt it coming, was on making my way to the bathroom, and got literally raced right through the bathroom door and said, nope, 
just lost it. Luckily, I had emptied out the container, just lost it completely in the container in front of me that I was holding that big milk carton thing. And it was big enough to hold that entire thing of puke that I then just deposited in the trash can, rinsed my mouth out, and walked away. I may have to start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I, hey. I'm not embarrassed by it. It's fine. It yeah. is what it is. No, I love casual vomit stories. My favorite one, I was courting this girl for a while, and we're alone, and we're having a nice walk, but I've had too much to drink, and I realize I have to puke, and it's just me and her, so I can't run, <laughs> uh, and I don't know what to do, and then I just had the brilliant idea, hang on, hang on, babe, i got to stop and tie my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> And just she didn't notice. She didn't notice at all. There was music playing. God. Uh, and then you kissed her. Oh uh, God! Not directly after, but I, I know I didn't see a toothbrush before I did. Oh, God. He's not proud of it. Oh, I, we're such good friends. Though. I can't wait to tell that story. Um, oh. That's hey, that is smooth, dude. That is that is some. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna take a knee. Don't don't mind me. Yeah. I'm just going to p- protest police brutality for a second. You, you were just being considerate. You were just thinking of the splatter splash damage that could happen if you puked from right. high up. You yeah. went down close no, to no, the No, no, I, I stepped in chowder with my toms. That's what, that's what <laughs> God, mine was a few years ago. I, it was it was Halloween, and we were supposed to go to one of the, this haunted house in Chicago. And so we were, you know, it was uh, it's Chicago, a lot of Polish people. So this guy made some, like, Polish moonshine in his bathtub. And uh, so you know, I was like, you know, I could handle a lot of a lot of liquor and stuff. So we just kept having shots and stuff, and I was just like, no, nah, this didn't do anything to me. Uh, well, you know, it caught up to me. They would not let me in the, the haunted house. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! No! Oh no! One of you house. guys came by yesterday. We're still cleaning it up. Yeah, <laughs> they made me stay out on the sidewalk. Oh, <laughs> so, God. so when I was going home, you know, we got on the L, and uh, you know, we had we had a we had friends with us and stuff. So they lived in um they they lived in uh, Logan Square, and we went by Wicker Park, which is kind of like the hipster part of town. And so, you know, I was just like uh, on the train the whole way. And so, as soon as the door opened at Wicker Park, I just ran out the door, and uh, it's you know, it overlooks the main corridor so i just you know went over to the edge there and just let it go so this is like i said it's like hipster central in chicago so everybody on the the street level was like whoa look at that dude up there (laughs) it's right outside the double doors like the big punk venue in chicago and so yeah they're like whoa and oh god and you know and everybody i think was like that's not our stop and they're like oh yeah oh so yeah so like 200 people saw me throw up like you know and shoot down like 40 feet down towards the pavement could be L- worse luckily i didn't hit anybody oh, you'd, you'd be internet famous now if, if that happened yeah. like, oh you'd be the make it rain guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> appearing on ellen so yeah uh you mentioned you can do stuff with the puke here one of the, the things <laughs> yes. they don't tell you you can also do stuff just while puking as you sober up and so one of my favorite memories of this game is me steering a ship and just it, it, it like comes sporadically it's like every 15 seconds you just projectile vomit oh, like even if your vision gets fixed so i'm like steering the ship and just bleh, straight out ahead of me so if you're if you're fixed to the steering wheel and you're drunk and you can't just wobble around uh uncontrollably does the ship do that instead i was gonna say you get Seasick? Well, no, that's the thing. What I'm saying yeah. is, as you sober up, you still puke. It's it's a little bit like mm-hmm. life, where you're continuing yes. to puke as you're sobering up. So I was sober enough to steer at that point, 
But the other thing you can do, you can blind other players by oh puking in their face. Seriously. Like, if you puke in their face, like, it forms, like, a green glob residue. Oh, oh my god. Vision. Yeah. It's really gross. Oh, that's the best. But can yeah, you get seasick? that in a combat situation. Uh, can you get seasick? I, I mean, just through drinking the grog. I don't know if without drinking in that game, if you get seasick. See, that's a hell of a combination. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think pirates don't get seasick. That seems safe to say, but... Or could just be starting out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Get your sea legs like You're just a landlubber. <laughs> Not yet bloodied on the open sea. Uh, let's, let's move on. <laughs> this has been fun. Number four. So if the Japanese and the clear sound of restraint, <laughs> does anyone want to guess what this might be? Yeah, is this Yakuza? Oh, this, this is, is this is yeah, the Yakuza game. This Dude, is, I'm so pissed. I just discovered the series like right before on, during a sale, right before Red Dead came out. And I, mm. I'm sort of like eager for it to be over so I can go back and make anime drinks. Well, I think uh, uh, this month's PlayStation Plus yes. game, yeah, one of them is Kawami. Two is, is that yeah, that's the one that came out this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the free games this month on PS Plus. It's a remake of Yakuza Two, the original. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, this I is... like this. I like this much better than I thought yeah. I would. I really. Did. That's generally what people say. That's that's my. I I played my first Yakuza game this year earlier too with six, and mm-hmm. I I never knew before. I'd always I always thought for some reason I'm like oh this this is trying to be GTA and it's not. No. It, it's a grown up Shenmue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And, like, every, everything I like about the, well, the last Persona game, the idea of, like, yeah, I kind of want to live in Japan. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just live in Japan. That's part of the game. That's, that's your job. You live in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've only really played Zero. That's where the sound comes from, and that's where this drinking comes from. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zero, especially, and I'm sure I've said this before, seems to be a crime game where you play a character who goes out of their way to never actually commit a crime. Yes, that's what I was <laughs> yes. going to say. That's how I mainly know it. It's all the people on Twitter going, he's a Yakuza with a heart of gold. He's so yes. pure. <laughs> yeah, he, he runs an orphanage for crying yeah. out loud. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he, he doesn't, the, the most illegal thing he does is beat up people who deserve it, usually in self-defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually it's just like, yeah, yeah I, think, I think in the first game, like one of the first missions is like, you, you're uh, an enforcer for a loan shark. You have to go shake down this uh, little skinny businessman. And, like, you think, like, oh, it's, this is totally bullying. But then he, like, takes out a golf club and starts trying to attack you. So it's like, oh, now he's uh, well, Now he's, he's asking for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those things where I'd really like to read one of those articles. It's like, what do real Yakuza think of this game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there have been many. Yes. At least three or four. Some, somehow I'm guessing it's probably not too much on their radar. They're yes. just like... <laughs> well, no, I, I, I have, like, seen interviews like excerpts from interviews with Yakuza about this and like one of them was saying like Kiryu is the kind of guy that like Yakuza used to be and he he embodies these values that we should all live up to but guys like him don't really exist anymore there's no money in it (laughs) that dude can't vape for shit (laughs) (laughs) that's true but uh, yeah this is of all the games on this list again this is probably the most refined and restrained approach to drinking uh partly because that's why it's awesome it is heavily heavily branded like you can go to a bar and uh order drinks and they are all 
actual branded drinks. There will be Sun like the, the bartender, you, you pick them out and bartender pours them for you. You get like an animation of Kiryu just like hunched over the bar like he's already drunk and then there's like one sip and then you just get to contemplate the empty <laughs> glass next to the bottle for a brief moment. And uh, But as he's serving it to you, the, the bartender will basically give you a sales pitch on each drink. And I actually, I wrote a few of them down. So, Yamazaki, 18 years old whiskey. The bartender pours it and says, Fans of Japanese whiskey are on the rise, even overseas. And one big reason for that is this right here. Yamazaki whiskeys have always been prize winners, but the 18-year-old variety has earned the most accolades. It has an irresistibly aged flavor with depth and a taste like dried fruit that comes from the sherry barrels in which it is aged. This, along with its fragrant chocolate note, makes for one full-bodied whiskey. <laughs> this is what the bartender's telling you. And, As, and then you turn in your in your stool, and you have Bill Murray sitting next to you, yeah. <laughs> holding up a glass of whiskey and with his jacket stapled behind him to make him look better. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I'm reading these aloud instead of playing sounds is because uh, this is a game with minimal voice acting, so this is all just text showing up on screen. Uh, also, the Macallan, 12 years old. This is the standard of the Macallan line, aged entirely in sherry barrels. It's perfect for those looking to enjoy the Macallan without breaking the bank. It may be the standard of the line, but it's guaranteed to deliver, quote, the Macallan taste, unquote. I urge you to experience its sweet, full flavor and bouquet for yourself. Like Jesus. This is ad Jesus. copy. It is. Yes. You put ad yeah. copy. Do, do you suppose game. this is real product placement? Uh, oh, I'm sure yes. it is. No, it's, it's all yeah. branded. That's crazy. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. real bartenders. And it, there, there is a. And I didn't know Japan was so big on its whiskey, but there is a oh, whiskey Japan, shortage. Oh, Japanese there whiskey now. is amazing. Mm. I like it. Yeah, and you can buy it. I love that you can buy it at Seven Eleven. Yes, like it's so great. Especially, especially yeah, out I, here. I got to go back to my hotel room. I've had enough beers for the night. Holy mm. shit! A full pint of whiskey for five bucks. <laughs> oh, that's Just, ah, yeah. yeah, this place never closes. And you, by the way, I do. I do want to recommend uh, uh, Hello Dolly if you're ever in Japan. It's a whiskey jazz bar. Um, and, but that's what I like. I, I think I, what's the Yakuza remakes called? Yakuza Kawami. Kawami. Yeah. Kawami. Yeah. That one you get to make drinks. <laughs> it, just, it just takes place in Hawaii. Yeah. It's <laughs> and and uh, and but I love the like you were saying earlier. It's not about getting hammered. It's like that experience I had in Japan of going to a bar with two tables in it that's just themed around something weird with light music playing mm-hmm. while you slowly drink whiskey yeah. in an immaculately clean place. Right. I love that. Well, but it doesn't. That is that feels like why I want to go out and drink yes. in Japan. It doesn't have the sloppy drunk aspect, but one of the side effects of drinking in Yakuza is absolutely true to life, and that's that you become a fight magnet if you drink too oh, much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you drink too much, which by the way, uh, you can only drink a few of these expensive whiskeys at a time because uh, once you reach maximum drunkenness, the bartender will very politely cut you off. Arigatouzaimasu. <laughs> Thank you. Get but, the fuck out of the bar. Yeah, you've had enough for now. <laughs> After the nice old pitch, and, and yes. so that yeah, then you walk out, and the the drunker you are, like it it just boosts the encounter rate through the roof. So like, walk five steps, and this shit happens. <laughs> Yeah, 
It's uh. <laughs> so does it affect your ability to fight, or are you just like yes. fight machine, man? Right? You you are because uh, the drunker you are, the faster your heat gauge goes up, which uh, boosts your speed and strength, and lets you. I think it does those things anyway. Mm-hmm. But it lets you pull off heat moves, and, like right, yeah, just yeah. grab a dude and like slam him face first into the ground, or right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it activates. And if, if I may translate, um, <laughs> uh, he said. Uh, how dare you? That Snoopy shirt isn't funny. Uh, and, and, and then it, Are you basing this on your own direct experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just every, yeah, just everything. Everything walking around with these lovable characters on it. This is uh, don't talk to me until I've had my nap. What? Why does it say this on a Snoopy shirt? Sorry, T-shirt. It's a thing we do in the Laser Time community, the Facebook community. I, I thought it was going to be like, how dare you wear this shirt of Snoopy piloting the Enola Gay? <laughs> how do you know sensitivity? <laughs> Wow! Uh, wow! I, I know he was a World War World War One yeah, ace, yeah, not a World War Two ace. World War Two yeah. flying yeah. ace fantasy. I think I speak for everybody when I say that plane was fucking gay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> too far. Fine, fine. You, your joke was totally fine. Um, uh, that sentence worked. Damn it! Uh, that's yeah, because uh, it's a fun game to get drunk at. And uh, I, I learned this uh, after. Months after finishing the game, that so there's this guy walking around. Um, I forget. I, I'm already forgetting what he's called, but he's he's just like this huge dude who has a bunch of money and he just beats you up and takes a bunch of your money. Damn. And he's he's a really tough fight. But if you get super drunk and then find him and challenge him, and actually the best way to do that is just to go to the convenience store buy a bunch of whiskey bottles. The second you see him. You just like gulp down all the whiskey and then fight him. <laughs> like you, you can mop the floor with him. Like one of the toughest fights in the game. Okay, so maybe this isn't as realistic as I was saying it is because if you've ever tried fighting, yeah, that that's why I was. That at. Is, yeah, I have. And it's that is not, not fun. how things turn out. Yeah. Although if it had a badass soundtrack like that clip you played did, like. Yeah, maybe you do a little bit better in those fights, you know. Second hit, somebody hit you in the stomach or something, it's over. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Shakedown, that's the guy. Mr. Does. Shakedown? Yeah. Sure, yeah, why not? And I, as much as I love to get drunk in fights, my, my best move doesn't work in Japan, and that's shouting, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, look. You know, I hate that. Saved your seat. I hate that stupid bastard. He was so completely that I sent him Get yourself comfortable. I said, well, it's nice to have a record. Unlike this meeting where you can be crazy, inspiring, over-emotional, and no, get seriously. I saw him take down a dude in an alley. He hit it good. He hit it real good. But I wasn't about to let him have a like, you know what? Some of these guys... Come on, drink up. Uh, anybody remember playing this game? The... The hacking sounds, I think, are maybe uh-huh. giving this one away. The little computer sounds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is this uh, Watchdogs? Watch this is Watchdogs. Uh-huh. So the first Watchdogs had a bunch of sort of esoteric uh, mini games scattered around Chicago that you could take advantage of. Light uh, rail Chicago. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you could you could play AR games. You could solve chess puzzles, and you could also get into oh, drinking mini games, drinking contests where you sit down across from someone. They keep pouring you both drinks, and you keep drinking until one of you passes out. Like Indiana that's Jones. all there is to do in the wintertime. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but the the key to winning these is that um, once you put back a drink, you have to struggle to 
hold on to your your consciousness and and stay upright and the way that this is represented is through like these floating button prompts and you have to like move the cursor over them and hit them in time or hold down these buttons together while pushing this other button whatever it's asking you to do so you're doing these mini games and uh things keep escalating the the character that you're sitting across from will uh take little digs at you what's the matter you got the shakes I'd look into that if I were you. <clears throat> and yeah, they they their condition will degrade as you're going through this. The the goal is to stay awake long enough for them to fall asleep at the table, as you do. Um, <laughs> sounds like watchdogs. Which uh, <laughs> sounds like this. One, two, three, four. Last drink. I love I know, the background dude. chatter. Right. I, know, I, know, I know, I know, and I love how the voice modulation, like there's like the gossipy girls, and all of a sudden it just goes. And then he did this. I ran out of the crowd. I, I know he couldn't have been saying this, but when he said, I think he said "down" there at the end, it sounded like he said "dab," like he just took a shot. And was like, dab. In your face. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But, but what was the point of the drinking games? Did you get something cool out of You got achievements out of them wow. or trophies. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if there was another in-game reward. I know I was kind of surprised because I, like, I did a few of them at each bar, and then I realized, like, oh, there's like 33 of these. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were, yes. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's like, I, I forget if it was like three bars with like 10 difficulty levels each, and each difficulty level is a new drinking game. It's kind of like or, the knife game in Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, mm. It just keeps getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And most people are probably going to do it once and say, like, well, back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, developers have spent sleepless nights working this yeah, game. That's <laughs> the thing. You know, there was, like, a team that had to do that. Yeah, someone wrote that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and motion captured it. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of five-finger filet. <laughs> Number two. I need to get home. Quick. Are you throwing up, Roman? Driving in this state? Not a good idea. Up on you if you give me any more lip in me. No, I need to play some bets. Feeling lucky. <laughs> that sounds Swerve a lot you. like Red uh, Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does, doesn't it? It's a little bit. Uh, same, same developer. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, well, so is, is I'm giving the this first cumulatively to GTA 4 and 5. All right. Right. Yep. Is this the first time you could get drunk in a GTA game, or did something happen in San Andreas that had. Psychotropic. Oh, I remember the drug. There was yeah. always the yeah, drug things, drug. which the you could get super strong. Well, I just love those. Yeah, you get super strong and like punch a dude, and they would just fly and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I mean, I remember like you could go out drinking in San Andreas, but this was the first time that I remembered like that this this was something they were showing off to the press. Like you can drive drunk in this game, and you will immediately get in trouble. Like yeah, the driving tech was progressed enough where like yeah, it did that thing you were talking about with Sea of Thieves, where it just took over the controls and mm-hmm. did not do what you wanted it to mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, like even if you just hold down the throttle and keep the steering wheel still, like it will still swerve all over the road. Yeah, and I'm sure we all had that one buddy just like in high mm-hmm. school is like, no nah, man, I figured out how you drive drunk. This is the mm-hmm. trick. Mm-hmm. 
That guy has his whole one eye closed. Look at me all. <laughs> I knew so many of those guys. Are like, no, you just look at this thing. And yeah, those guys have like five DUIs each. And, now. and even if you mm-hmm. don't drive drunk, I mean, it, the uh, the results of trying to hail a cab are still pretty humiliating. Yellow car. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets hit and flies 40 feet and gets up and grumbles wow the unspoken immigrant experience um. <laughs> yellow car that's great um, but yeah it was like you know the typical uh, thing where like if, if you're on foot you're just sort of staggering around and, and stumbling with realistic physics sort of and uh you know, it's especially fun if you try to go downstairs like that. As Nico gets to roll around, um, but uh, they they brought it over into Grand Theft Auto Five. And while driving drunk is no longer quite the same terrifying experience, where you will immediately get a wanted level, the the main value actually in both of these games of like going out and getting drunk is the conversations that can ensue with the people you go out with. For example, man, I am drunk, <laughs> lightweight. Hey, you like me, kid? You are my favorite psycho. You are Michael, or Lamar, or me, shit. I only know psycho shit. That's no good. Because I love you, man. I love you. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> that is nice. I miss those guys. Again, like managed to get a capture a really good snippet of background chatter while I was grabbing one of these scenes. Fuck, man, you're. You wanna hold me? Do ya? No, homie, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Like that's, I, I, that's why they make the big bucks with yeah. those games. I just heard that out of context at first, and I thought, like, wait, is that, like, something she's looking forward to? Like, oh, no, it's a threat. Okay. I get <laughs> you, you know there was a song about that. That's what that's referencing, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but also, uh, you know, other characters. <laughs> it's uh, other, other characters. You can also take them. And, like, anyone who will go out for a drink with you uh, will have some entertaining dialogue. Here's... Michael uh, out for a drink with his wife Amanda. I love you. If I had to marry a lying, cheating, thieving killer, I'm just glad it was you. And if I had to marry a drunken stripper, baby, I'm glad it was you. I swear to God, I am. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot better for her. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even sound just, like Michael just, anymore. Like, the voice was yeah. super different. She's just a drug stripper. That's what the liar is. <laughs> Lying, cheating killer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're trying to equate that? And as as a as a light plug, I mentioned on this week's thirty twenty ten, it is the ten year anniversary of Grand Theft Auto Four on PC. It, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, that's right. That's crazy. That shouldn't that's, seem important. Yeah. That shouldn't seem important. But remember the one great thing they did for the PC version—the uh, director thing that you could make right. your own like, videos. And, so we had a lot of fucking drunken <laughs> movies. <laughs> I don't know. I, for like for like weeks, we could not stop watching those. Yeah. They were so much. And it was fun. even better when people started making mods, like the the frictionless thing, mm-hmm. where like vehicles oh, were just hilarious. crashing around oh. all over the place and. I think Evan called it an environment incompatible for human life, <laughs> where like you brush up against a car and it just boom zips off like a f- like 
Oh, I don't. I don't remember the mods in four. I do remember five, where they would just have videos of guys dropping whales on random places in the world, oh, God. Yeah. or they would have like a gun that could shoot cars. Yes. And you would just see like a car oh, shoot yeah. out of the gun. Oh, and that inspired the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. I think my my favorite one was the uh, the mod that they did. It's like the the main character from Ballad of Gay Tony, uh, Luis Lopez, I think, and he's he's just like sitting at a grand piano, like. Uh, Riding, driving through the streets, with <laughs> and it's playing that Alicia Keys song, and making my way downtown. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Not Alicia Keys, Vanessa, something a thousand oh, yeah, miles. But yeah, yeah. oh. I, f- I forget what her name is. Maybe I'm just thinking Keys because piano keys. And I brought idiot. that up on thirty twenty ten, and uh, uh, that is one of my favorite videos on the entire internet. It, I know yes. the song you're talking. About. It's it's basically WB Network the song, Kinda, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. Chris looks it up. Let's move on to our actual. Just one or two, right off? Of course, just a drink. No big drama. Can we get a couple beers, please? Ah, uh, you know what this is. Overwatch. Yes, Overwatch. Absolutely. That was uh, Tracer and Winston. You just heard. <laughs> Um, this is so Red Dead Redemption Two. Red Dead uh, is obviously a very, for those who played it, obviously a very drinky game uh, because you you refill your dead eye, which lets you shoot better and, and yeah. slow time, and your stamina with various liquors that you can carry around. You can just yeah, it's the most beneficial that like for mm-hmm. any of these games yeah. where like. It take it takes quite a bit of alcohol to get really drunk, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and and then mm-hmm. oddly enough, like only one of the hard alcohols hurts your health. It's like whiskey hurts your health, and then the other ones, like gin, doesn't. It just yeah. does stamina. And, In and the dead old eye. west, whiskey hurts your health. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, you know, every time I drink whiskey, pretty much anywhere except Saint Denis, which is a real city. I think about something I once read about how quote unquote whiskey in the old west was usually like some sort of horrible bootleg concoction made out of like sulfuric acid yes. for the the bite and uh caramel for the coloring and it's it's just like this poison that you shouldn't drink at all Ugh. and people like uh theorizing like maybe this is why the the old west had that uh, reputation for violence because people were drinking this fucking crazy ass non-liquor and uh getting into fights but apparently it was still clear in the water that's what i opened here. yeah that's- yeah probably well, that's what happens when all your cows are shitting in the water. <laughs> and getting into fights is definitely something you do in that Lenny scene. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to make like you can you can have a civilized drink in RDR two. This will make a good day better. Or turn a bad one right around. <laughs> you can just drink whiskey or beer after whiskey after beer, and it takes a while, and then eventually the screen starts to get swimmy, and you start staggering, and what I like to do is stagger out of the civilized bar and start just downing one bottle of liquor after another (laughs) until I literally fall over and and wake up somewhere else. Yes. Um, It's very Trevor from GTA uh V. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's always fun. Um, But yeah, the, the reason this is at number one is not just because of the beneficial booze or because of the cool effects of drinking it's because of that one scene, A Quiet Time, that, that one mission where uh, Arthur Morgan and uh, Lenny, I'm blanking on his last name, they 
go out drinking in Valentine where they're not exactly welcome. But like after that bit, I won't be no drama. And the bartender's like, I don't want to serve you. You caused trouble last time. Oh, no, won't be no trouble. Be fine. You'll see. You shut the hell up. Get the hell off me. Get out of here. Don't come back. Hey, one last drink. Yeah, just one more. Exactly. (laughs) Oh. And another one. And another one. Well. That's great, Martin. Lenny, where are you? I just realized, like, on the slide, one of the coolest things about that scene is the background music. music. It's basically like a Coen Brothers, like, I am a man of constant sorrow. Yeah, it, it gets better because you, you've got that fun, you know, haze developing that yeah. kind of makes you feel like it kind of feels like the actual feeling of being really shit faced in public. And, <laughs> and like that you sort of have that warm feeling of yeah. being protected yeah. and like, oh, I love everyone and everyone loves me. I'm This is the best feeling in the world. But like yeah. somewhere in the back of your mind, you realize I'm re- making a huge ass out of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everybody's horrified. Although I've never been drunk enough to see someone else's head on every human I encounter in a bar. <laughs> Found you, Lenny. <laughs> Do I look like a Lenny to you? <laughs> that is, that it's yeah. the only thing that bothers me that like I grew up I grew up associating alcohol with hallucinogen the hallucinogenics. And hallucinogenics mm-hmm. are much better than alcohol. This is unfair. <laughs> and better for you. Yeah, probably. I've never seen something that wasn't there while drinking. What were you, were you no, like drinking absinthe either. growing up? Like hallucinogenic I've, alcohol? I had a ton like, of absinthe. And absinthe <laughs> shit because of the way they're portrayed in like cartoons. Yeah, dude. Ah, yes. Think, yes. Think, think Dumbo. I'm tired of talking about yeah. Dumbo this week, but. <laughs> but pink elephants. Pink elephants on. Yeah, yes. that's, that's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe that speaks less to hallucinations and more to like that loss of focus like you can't really make out their faces but it uh just it portrays this to you as like "Eh, everybody just looks like lenny now that's true i've certainly had that where it's like yeah you lose track of a friend in a bar like i think we've probably all been through that at least once yeah yeah or they've deliberately did. <laughs> yeah, I was going right. to say. Or for some reason, I lost track of my entire group of friends. I don't know. Must couldn't have been me. Oh, they, they all went home twenty them. minutes ago. Yeah. How strange. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think I, I have like one favorite moment in here, and those of you who've played through this mission will probably recognize this. But I want to see if you can. Who do you think you're talking to? Nobody. I'm talking to nobody. What did you say? What? I said, what did you say? Get lost, buddy. Shut up, mister. Yeah, shut your mouth, mister. I I love that shot because it's just like this. It's suddenly like, oh, party's over. Really tense standoff. People are about to draw their guns. Immediate smash cut to everyone who was just fighting, (laughs) dancing together in a kick line with the bar. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I remember thinking that. I'm like, oh, this is going to go to shit and it's going to become like a fight scene. I'm going to have to do a bar brawl. It's like, nope, nope. I'm just dancing with him. (laughs) I I, I personally like when he just pulled a stone cold. He's like, what? What? He just gave the guy a bunch of what's. I got to say, this is sort of. This mission happens so early; it's it's difficult to call it a spoiler. But this is when the game like really kicked in for me, like that I knew yeah. this was going to be a special experience because I was really wasn't really feeling my horse's stamina core. But then, like, like <laughs> yeah. once this happened, I'm like, ah, I want to see this through. 
Yeah. 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 I, I've I, heard that from a lot of people. I will say, um, so this moment is classic, and like Chris said, it's so early in the game. This isn't spoiling anything, but um, a little bit later in the game, and this even isn't a spoiler because it happens all the time, is there are some more subdued drinking moments in this game uh, where there's there's a couple moments throughout, you know, like following, it's usually following big story missions where at your campsite, you will just kind of, they'll have a celebration, they'll have a party, it'll be you and the gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. during those moments, there's like crates of whiskey or beer just lying around and you are expected just to grab a bottle and people are like, hey, what are you doing? You got a drink. And and you don't really get drunk or anything there. But that to me is more like the realistic – some of the camaraderie that can happen when you're just ha- enjoying a drink with friends where mm-hmm. you'll start telling stories to each other or Javier starts playing something on guitar and everyone will just starts singing and you mm-hmm. can just start singing. And that's like – that it's almost counter to that Kotaku article you were mentioning earlier, Michael. Where it's yeah. like yeah. that. That's there's Which nothing was written before Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, just like this little like moment of camaraderie or social lubrication, as mm-hmm. you were saying mm-hmm. at the top of the show. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, I actually have a coworker who doesn't drink, and was like, we were talking about that mission briefing. He's like, yeah, people keep talking about how great this is, and like, I don't really get it, and like, well, because it's the closest a game has really come to simulating that feeling of being incredibly drunk out of out of control drunk yeah, as out i of think control yeah. drunk. like blackout drunk to the point where you just kind of you're doing one thing and then oh i'm suddenly doing something else okay oh wait doesn't right. it doesn't it mandatory switch to first person uh yeah in a couple mm-hmm. places that, mm-hmm. yeah and so that you can see like the 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 environment has seams and they're all coming toward me <laughs> yeah the swimmingness and it's yeah. when you're searching for lenny specifically uh-huh. it's first person lenny! yeah good memory chris i totally forgot about that but that totally enhances that scene because i i don't play that game in first person like ever like yeah, i think i tried it a little bit yeah it's it's always a thing you can do on horseback and stuff but it just i, I don't like it yeah. but that scene the fact that they force you into it's kind of cool yeah so red dead lots of fun Obviously, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we did, we didn't mention the Red Dead Redemption One. Alcohol is yeah. also a thing too. Like it, it, it yeah, has yeah. always had that the restorative effects for the, for the yeah. Dead it's, night, right? It has the restorative effects, and yes, you can also get just falling down drunk at any bar. The other thing I, I just thought of is there are things you can do with alcohol in this game as well. Like it, it plays into weapon crafting, so you can you can craft the volatile dynamite by mm-hmm. having by combining moonshine with dynamite. Oh, that's right. Or the yeah, volatile fire bottles. The other thing that yeah, moonshine is like one of the the health elixirs that will completely fill you that little ring around your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that so one of my moves so uh throughout the game once you get far enough in you can actually stumble upon like enemy gang camps mm-hmm. and they'll just be hanging out like talking and it's it's i highly recommend just if you can just kind of sit there and listen it, like you know eavesdrop on them for a while because they usually say funny stuff but my move will typically be rather than just like opening fire with a gun i'll just throw a fire bottle into the middle of their camp and completely oh, an like idea. decimate them so it'll take out like five guys at once who uh <laughs> then i can go in and clean up all their stuff yeah so. dynamite's also a great way dynamite to is a great yeah. way to go yes <laughs> and uh and yeah, like returning to your camp and like you can play a game with yourself like, let's see who's hammered. And like a different person will generally be like drunk falling off their ass every single yeah. time. Usually the reverend. The yeah. reverend is yeah. almost yeah. always. Reverend Swanson. But there's always yes. somebody different every time I go back. Someone else is getting getting lit. Yeah, one of the characters just asked me to speak to, is it Karen? They're like, can you talk to Karen about her drinking? Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to and it won't let me. And I'm like, It becomes oh. a character thing later on. That's ah, why. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good game. Good game. Good game. Excellent game. Um, So that, yeah, that's pretty much the end of our top five. I feel like I learned a lot researching this. Like, I I am somebody who knows Assassin's Creed 4, maybe inside and out. Mm -hmm. 
I did not know that it is possible to get drunk at any bar in really? that game, and you will wake up in a random haystack somewhere. <laughs> I love that. You yeah. wake up in a haystack. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's very on brand. Sounds cozy. Yeah. Man, yeah. life sucks now. You used to be able to rob a Danny Jr. anywhere you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would have been in someone else's haystack. Yes. Just oh, my kid's haystack. <laughs> That's my son's haystack. <laughs> yes. Man. Uh, but yeah, uh, what was the other... We did consider one other game because I thought it had cool effects. We talked about Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Yeah. Because yeah. alcohol in those games affects your stats. And it's always in sort of a funny way like you would expect it to. So some alcohol like can up your charisma slightly, mm-hmm. but usually at a tremendous hit to your intelligence. Like It just wipes out your intelligence. And so... Uh, I think... Yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance has an interesting sort of nuanced approach where like if you drink a little, like it kind of... It, it, it's again a social lubricant, and you can you have more charisma. It's easier to navigate conversations, but then you drink too much and you just make an ass of yourself. Right? Yeah, and it's, you it's go over the line. Do, wait until you unlock that cocaine gum if you want some. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cocaine gum. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's the old west, man. Oh, I hate today. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, it's a brilliant product I've ever heard of because not that I've ever done cocaine. Don't recommend uh-huh. any of you do it. But if you uh-huh. do and have it, you should definitely get in touch with me. Um, <laughs> but but every, gum is the is the main thing you need. <laughs> so having it built in is pretty nuts. Mm. It's it's like having a beer taco. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a concept we should explore. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's been our top five. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases like Darksiders 3 and Battlefield 5 and some news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. Look out. Look out. Pink elephants on parade. Here they come. Hippity hoppity. They're here. And there are big elephants everywhere. Look out. Look out. They're walking around the bed on their head. Clippity coppity. Parade, in braid, pink elephants on parade. What'll I do? What'll I do? What an unusual view. Let's get scratching. This week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. So you have Black Bell Jones. You also have like stuff like Black Caesar, which Black yeah. Caesar was originally written for a white cast. Really? And yes. So when they were touring around, mm-hmm. black exploitation gets really big. Make another black, you know, crime drama movie. Wow, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, what Fred Williamson. Yes, mm-hmm. but I can't. I know his face so well, but I can't remember why. What else I've, have I seen him in? Uh, over the well, years? Fred Williamson was in a lot. And Dust Black. Till Dawn. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. And uh, a title I can't say. <laughs> uh, a few titles you can't say actually. <laughs> uh, if I recall boss, correctly. Boss something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I will not say it as well. You don't want to be the Jackie Robinson of the N word. I absolutely don't. And <laughs> the show. But I'd like to say right now, I don't think it's okay for you to say it. Uh, well, unless you give me carte blanche to use it all the time. Absolutely not. <laughs> God damn it! This never works out. <laughs> Tried uh, it a million works. times. Doesn't work. Never out. works. That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LaserTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time in setting aside our drinks and jumping into that segment, which is known mainly, but sometimes also as... These are the new releases, they are releasing new 
Uh, Darksiders 3, probably the biggest release of this week. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I knew it existed, but I knew like it existed like a week ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What the hell? The news surrounding that is very minimal. I've been are... following it. I mean, mm-hmm. they. I think it's because they announced it so long ago. Yes. Well, I, well the thing, a lot of when people it was a different like, company. I love the Darksiders series. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I, I remember that it was going to be a thing like a long time ago, but the fact that it is coming out, like it was like, Oh, it's here. And like, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. There's a convoluted history. I mean, so uh, full disclosure, I'm currently working with the developer of this is gunfire games. I'm working with them on, on a different game. They are the remnants of vigil because vigil was the studio that it was the studio with Joe mad was mm-hmm. like the head design type guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so they did dark Siders one and two. And um, they, they, when THQ shut down, mm-hmm. They kind of split off, and there's multiple companies. So, so Joe Mad has a new company that does. I want to say it's Battle Chasers is is their yes, game. Yes, yes. Uh, and then so Gunfire, uh, they they split off, and um, they they've done a few things. They did uh, an Oculus game, like one of the Oculus launch games. Um, uh, and then they they've been working on Darksiders three. It is bizarre that that Nordic changed their name to THQ Nordic once they bought. There, yeah, uh, the, they bought everything IP. THQ ever owned at some point. Yeah, yeah, everything they Deep Silver the didn't take. THQ brand. Yeah, yeah, but like TH, that's still like, dude, that's that's Toy Headquarters. That mm-hmm. name is, <laughs> it's not synonymous with quality. They made the Home Alone app. game for God's sake. Right. Yes, <laughs> they made all my favorite slash worst moments of my life Ren and Stimpy <laughs> games. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I was kind of surprised because, like, yeah, when THQ went under, I assumed Darksiders as a series was completely dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. then, then, you know, we got the, the remasters. And, uh... But they're the furthest thing from bad games, but, like, they're way in my backlog, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I, I played through, I played the shit out of the first one. Darksiders yeah, one I really liked because it was, it was like this Zelda alternative mm-hmm. uh, with, with kind of cool combat and really... Yes, slightly adolescent, but really cool character design, right? Like it was, it it, it was like a comic book. It was like Joe Mad's like comic styles, right? Yeah. Where, with this badass character War, who was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and and it, it had the cool thing, like at the time, like it, the, the Constantine Constantine thing of like angels versus demons, right? And right. so like yeah. that that was the backdrop of this game. Well, like the the plot of the first game was that uh, the apocalypse happens too early. Like humanity right. isn't prepared for it and gets immediately wiped out. And the forces controlling the universe uh, blame this on war, the, right. the horsemen yeah. of the apocalypse. But it's like, on the one hand, like it's the very basic um, Christian mythology around revelations and the end of the world, and with angels and demons fighting for you know supremacy, and that the four horsemen are Nephilim. They're supposed to maintain balance, oh. but then it like gets into this weird stuff mm-hmm. that's like, okay, so. Humans were meant to be sort of coddled until they got to the point where they could also be a faction in this war and take sides, but they didn't manage they didn't, to make it to that they point. Ready, yeah. And then you've got the Makers, which are like these giant Celtic dwarves mm-hmm. that have revealed themselves after the apocalypse. Like one of which Ulfane. is in the new game. Yeah, all things in the new game. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, this this one, I think the reason I was bummed when THQ went under is. This it had an intriguing plot where it was like, okay, I kind of want to see where this is going because the first game ends on that cliffhanger, mm-hmm. uh, and it ends. I mean, this game's really old, so uh, but it ends it, with war being basically in chains, right? Yeah. Well, no, it, it ends with uh, war uh, overcoming the the people that have taken you know, mm-hmm. caused the mm-hmm. apocalypse and or or like you know one of their agents mm-hmm. sort of 
But it ends with him like looking up in the sky and yeah, seeing the, the other, other three horsemen horse arriving. Right. And then the second game was another horseman. It was Death. death. Yeah. Uh, I actually really liked it. And that was like a, a Back to the Future 2 situation where yeah. it was like interweaving with the events of the first yeah, game. Yeah, well, right? that, that's the thing. that It's a little frustrating for people who wanted to see that storyline continue because the idea is it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where we will have these four con- games that are, are taking place more or less concurrently mm-hmm. and that will interweave and then presumably they'll have like one final game where everyone comes together to finally defeat the evil and figure out the mystery, whatever. Yeah. Well, all the humans yeah. will but, still be dead. Yeah, so they have the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, war, death, and instead of famine and pestilence, it's uh, fury, fury and strife. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, f- Strife looks kind of like a character from uh, Destiny or Warframe. With, like he's he's all like futuristic armor and guns, and then Fury, who you play as in Darksiders Three, is uh, the sexy lady in high heels with red hair who has uh, like an Ivy Valentine chain whip. Yeah, she looks like Ivy. From, yeah, yeah, with, with, with more clothes, more like like armor. <laughs> yeah, like a but still boob armor, like a, like almost like a banshee look mm-hmm. too. Like she's got that mm-hmm. like World of Warcraft banshee hair, of, like yeah, swept sort back, of you know. flows in the air. No pupils in her eyes, just like mm-hmm. war. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and so this game, it's uh, you know, so you are playing as Fury, and, and it starts out like you you go see. What do they call like the council or whatever the, the chart the council? council. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of screaming stone heads that rule the universe. And so the pre- <laughs> yes. and so the premise is, and you, and you see war chained up there. And so the mm-hmm. premise is she she takes a bargain where the seven deadly sins have escaped, and you have to go capture the seven deadly sins in exchange. The bargain is she's going to be the leader of the horsemen, right? If she's mm-hmm. able to accomplish this. And I, I played. I only got past. Um, well, I, I beat the first the first sin, so envy, and yeah, that's it's almost like, like the tutorial. It's and, it's yeah. kind of a surprise because like you fight a few enemies and you you make your way through a very short level, and then suddenly like oh, first boss within the first it, fifteen that's, minutes. Yeah, it's it's totally like meant to be a tutorial, uh, mm-hmm. and then I, ultimately. Like, I just kind of, I'm only like an hour or two in, so I got to Old Thing, like right where, so Old Thing is in this game, and he's running this thing Haven, which yeah. uh, one of the collectibles in the game is you you have to save human beings and yeah. send them back to human Haven. Human survivors. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and then he can also like upgrade your equipment and stuff like that. Uh, but it, I don't know, it's it's weird because the, 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 the early user experience and stuff like, you basically have that Ivy whip chain thing, mm-hmm. and they're it can do lots just right off the bat. Like you, you don't have to unlock combos or anything like that. And right. so I'm, but I, I feel like I'm just it though to do more damage. You can't, but I'm just, I feel like I'm just button mashing and it's doing cool shit. And I'm mm-hmm. totally happy with that. Like I'm not like, I've learned a few, like, Oh, this is a cool little move to do if I'm surrounded or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm just having fun just hitting. What is it? Extra school. I can't remember if it's, it's extra. It's not like early God of War where they take it away from you later on. Well, that, that was that was a trick actually of the first yeah. one of these games is uh-huh. it, it was kind of known for it started with you are a badass fully powered up war. Mm-hmm. And right. that was the tutorial level. And then it takes away all your pa- powers. Right. And the entire game you're slowly regaining those powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this game, it just kind of starts off. Here's what you have and you build from there. It still has a lot of the stuff. The, the I didn't play the second game, but at least the stuff I remember from the first game of like there's areas blocked off. It's very Metroidy in that mm-hmm. sense. Like yeah. you have to get some sort of upgrade later in the game to go back to certain areas and, and, and get like more collectibles mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and then you know what people are saying about this one though is it combines a lot of Dark Soulsy elements. Mm-hmm. Well, the the main elements are the way that the the world is designed. So like previous games have been very heavily inspired by Zelda. This one is kind of like there's one big continuous world with a bunch of areas you can't explore, but it does. 
feel a bit more like Dark Souls and it's it's big, it's winding, there's not really a map to see where you are, you just kind of have to memorize the area and instead of bonfires you have uh, plinths mm-hmm. that uh, you can summon Vulgrim to. Mm-hmm. Vulgrim being the neutral merchant demon who's helped out the last couple of protagonists. And that's also the, the fast travel points in the game, right? Is when you unlock one of those, you can use those to fast travel to yes, other spots yeah. in the map. Uh, or open serpent holes. Serpent holes. <laughs> and Diana wandered in right as I'm in this menu and she's like, what the hell is a serpent hole? You don't want to <laughs> know, honey. You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so so far, like, basically I've been playing it just a little bit, but I I'm curious to see where the story goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm totally willing to, to put some more time into it. Just, just just because, yeah, the, that first game set it up well enough for me where it's like, no, nah, I really like this. Um, and the, the first and second games, they're always like the remastered editions are always on mm-hmm. sale. They're, they're pretty easy to get. And so if you don't feel like you can't catch up, if you, if you yeah. want to play this third game in the series. I got to admit, it's one of the ones I'm most looking forward to. I, I've heard kind of like middling stuff about it, but I love the first two enough that, you know, I, I kind of want to hop that. Yeah, it's um, I, I feel like the first, like getting up to... Uh, everything up to and including the Envy boss fight at the beginning mm-hmm. was kind of rough. But once I got past that, like, okay, I'm I'm starting to enjoy this now. The game's sort of opening up. I'm getting more used to the controls and how combat works. So, like, okay, yeah, all right. For sure. One yeah. of the things I heard that kind of goes along with that is that the, like, the regular enemies are kind of somewhat easy, but then you get to the bosses and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so is that well, that's like certainly a- the case with the first boss. Like, I think I died, like, four or five times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my... And it, and it was really just like I'm I, I don't know the controls well enough. I'm missing these jumps. Uh, I don't understand that. Like, wait, why isn't this blue swirling thing of souls ap- appearing in the same place every time? It's like, oh, because those are the souls that I lost when I died last time. <laughs> yeah, so, and yeah, I'm collecting that's, that's the souls. Yeah, that's like another. Yeah. It has. yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And and you use the souls to upgrade your character. Uh, so. There is some character progression. You can you can assign it to different attributes, and I think you can also use those to upgrade. Oh no, this stuff to upgrade your weapons is like a totally different collectible, right? It's like adamantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back to Ulthane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not very far in, but I definitely want to kind of see it through just just to know where the story is going because I do think it's a compelling. It's just an interesting premise. Like mm-hmm. I love things like Constantine, which is like the demons and, and angels are fighting, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another game that uh, came out last week. That, but we didn't have a chance to play it before we recorded was Battlefield 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if either of you guys, any of you guys have played Battlefield 1, but it is very similarly set up. And, and playing like the, the single player campaign, it's like, I forgot how wonderful Battlefield 1 was mm-hmm. with all these just little mm-hmm. individual story vignettes. Uh, this is similar in that it... Uh, it has different episodes. Like, it starts you out with, like, a sort of tutorial thing where it's just, like, keep shifting your perspective. It's like, oh, now I'm an infantryman. Now I'm piloting a tank across the desert. Now I'm in a plane and I'm shooting down British planes because I'm a German. Um, but then the, the other campaigns are, like, uh, you play as this uh, bank robber and explosive ex- expert who gets drafted into the special boat service. So it's a very... Uh, happy-go-lucky cockney adventure and when it gets good like so the levels so far that i've played sort of take on two different structures one is like you know typical linear shooter level where like you have a couple options for getting through areas like you can just go through guns blazing or you can play it sneaky and sneak around but then the best parts are when it's just like here's a huge open map here are three objectives you need to hit uh here's a bunch of toys go do whatever the fuck you want 
And it makes me, it makes it feel kind of like, like a Metal Gear Solid 5, where it's just like, yeah, I'm just in this open world and I can attack it however I want to. There's like weapons crates everywhere with, uh, with guns in them. It's, uh, superb. So, and, yeah, and, yeah I recommend that. And That's cool. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't give the campaigns in the Battlefield games enough credit, because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I love the campaign from Battlefield 1. Oh, like, usually I, it was EA. <laughs> like, it was just fighting with bots, no story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was the case up until, like, Hardline. Well, Battlefield... Uh, bad Company 1 yeah, and 2. Three, really. Bad, bad yeah. Company, for sure. Bad yeah. Company, and then 3 and 4... Had them three, I remember, got lambasted by critics. It's horrifying. Four was okay. If anything, I think that the series, one of its problems is it's it's always going to be compared to Call of Duty. Yes. Mm. And Call of Duty, because it had been doing the campaign thing so long, it, it was just, it was better at it. Like, it was better at the set pieces and stuff like that. And the advantage 5 has this year over Call of Duty is there is no campaign mode in Call of Duty. And so I feel mm. like if you are looking for an older school shooter, like with a, you know, World War one or two setting uh, it's two it's two, it's, two yeah, yeah world two. war two setting is and you need a campaign well then battlefield becomes the the natural choice there mm-hmm. you know but yeah i i thought it was always it's always sort of un- unfair because the the multiplayer for those two games is is very different like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. it's they're not the same experience at all like battlefield's yeah. about vehicles and about these giant uh, capturing for lack of a better word g- giant battlefields right and yeah capturing points mm-hmm. and stuff like that whereas call of duty is very much deathmatch you know it's uh, yeah just go kill these people and unlock nukes and stuff like that but um that's cool that's I don't know good if this to hear. is still still a game deal but at target it's on sale for $30 right now, yeah, so I don't think it's going too well for Battlefield Five. That's insane. That I can't crazy. tell if that's a sales thing or if that's just a, hey, it, when it released was literally like the week before Black Friday. See, that's what I was trying to, like with Fallout 76, I was trying to give him a little bit of a no, with that. No, I know no, it's horrible. No, that one I know. Is, uh... Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, 40, it's $43 on Amazon already, so it... The feedback I had heard, though, Michael, was because it didn't ship with, like, the Battle Royale mode and stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. is some aspects of the game still feel like work in progress, or it feels like, hey, they're, the game is almost released, like, they, the fact that you know more is coming is, is kind of... Yeah, well, if, there's even a chapter of the single-player campaign that's coming December 4th. Really? Which is The Last Tiger, and I think the, maybe part of the reason that it's... Uh, coming later is because it is from the German perspective. You are part of a Panzer tank crew that uh, near the end of the war begins to question the ideology that's brought them to this point. Hmm. So, um, and and yeah, there there are some things that it's just like like the multiplayer. You're building a company of like four different characters, and uh, that you can like this one's your medic. You can just deploy him uh, quickly or her, and it's a little weird because. Like, yes, you can design these characters. They can be male or female. It is strange to me to see women wearing Wehrmacht uniforms, like, dressed as stormtroopers. Like, I'm not sure how I feel Yeah, it's, about it's that. really weird to be that hard playing a video game. <laughs> it, not what I meant, but yeah, okay, oh, fine. Does it have anything like one of my favorite sequences in Battlefield 1 where it was the um, the horse sequences toward the end, mm-hmm. the end of that campaign? Anything like that? And the, the tank sequence was super memorable yeah. for me because... 
that was like in most games it turned it on its head most games when you're in a tank you are OP right like like when in Halo mm-hmm. when you get the, the scorpion it's like yeah I'm gonna tear some shit up <laughs> whereas in Battlefield 1 it was the opposite it's like no you are sitting in this fucking tin can yeah. you <laughs> are the target on the battlefield everyone is trying to blow you up yeah. and you constantly just felt panic like they're going after me and always on the verge of death yes. I mean you do you do play in a tank on in like that tutorial level and I, I felt fucking badass for like okay. the, the 10 minutes I'm in that tank Cool. Not cool. even ten minutes, more like three minutes. But but the horse stuff from the first from Battlefield not the first one Battlefield One was mm-hmm. it was almost like stealth. Like they mm. they introduced some stealth elements. Anything like that going on in this? I campaign? mean, well, there's a lot of stealth. Uh, I haven't found any horses yet. Uh, you can uh, hijack cars and drive them around. Mm. Or, or I guess Jeeps. that would be a World War One yeah. to two. Uh, that was one of the things I admired was the tanks because yeah, they were just mm-hmm. death traps. I, in the I first did love. Yeah. There's a moment so. Uh, playing as the bank robber, uh, there's a moment where like, okay, you have to go into this Luftwaffe base and blow up their supplies. So like, creep into the base, and because I'm playing on normal difficulty, there isn't a lot of security, and so I just hop into an anti-aircraft cannon that uh, can aim level with the ground, and I turn it around, and there's like a massive, massive fuel depot, like maybe, uh, you know, 100 yards away from me, and I just turn and fire, and like, huge series of explosions, and I'm just like being... Uh, uh, sprayed with shrapnel, <laughs> so mm. it's like okay, I need to hide while this is happening, or run away, or something. But like, yeah, and uh, there's also a great moment uh, where you're kind of like dug in, uh, defending against like tanks and planes, and you're in a an anti aircraft cannon, and uh, your commanding officer's like, "How about some music?" And like starts playing. It's a long way to Tipperary on an old record player, and. Like, your character starts singing along with it. And, You're the greatest girl I know. <laughs> Goodbye, Piccadilly. So long, Leicester Square. Anyway. yeah. Who it's... are any of those people? <laughs> Why do I know this? Uh, I know it mainly because there was, like, that C-Lab episode where they, they sang along to it. And so that's just kind of what I was imagining. And so it was, like, this big sweeping moment for me. Mm. <clears throat> because why I know it. Is Mystery Science Theater 3000 the oh. movie. Mm-hmm. And I have, I do like 19 podcasts a week, and I never gave a shout out to my favorite new release, the new season of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. That was great. We watched that. Binged it over Thanksgiving. It's the first time they've ever watched a movie that I saw in theaters when it came out with Mac and me. <laughs> you all have Netflix. <laughs> Mac and me is highly entertaining no matter who you're watching it with. It's one of the greatest experiences of the entire decade. Pretty nice. So Pretty nice, and they they finally have the new the new cast has their high kiba. Oh yeah, pretty nice. It, there, it, I it said becomes it becomes a runner throughout the the. the it's gauntlet. one of the greatest things of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mac and Me is so deliciously awful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard good things about Artifact. Mm-hmm. Uh yes the the Dota card game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, at first I was like, wait, was that a Mystery Science Theater? Game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, no, that was, was me transitioning, trying to pull it back. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, yeah. I, so I I have a couple coworkers who are super Dota fans, mm-hmm. uh, Dota Two, mm-hmm. uh, and so they uh, were super into Artifact when it was announced. Uh, well, I don't know if it was announced at PAX, but it was definitely shown at, at PAX this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were like. They wanted to run over and get in line, like as soon as the show floor opened, to check it out and get some exclusives or whatever. Uh, and so they've been playing a lot of it. And I don't, I, I, I just don't play a lot of card video games. Like mm-hmm. I, I played a little bit of Hearthstone; it was fine. Uh, the fact that this one is designed by Richard Garfield is very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So the designer of, of Magic yeah, and and for me, more work specific- Mondays. 
For me, more specifically, ha ha, uh, Android Netrunner, he's the designer of. And this game has a little bit of that Netrunner thing going on. Although, so Netrunner is unique in that it's asymmetrical, uh, where one player plays a corporation, the other plays a runner. And, mm-hmm. and so you, you have different decks doing different things. This one is much more uh, like Magic, where it's like, well, you, you ha- everyone has their own decks. Mm-hmm. And so the way it works, and forgive me, I probably described this already after the show following packs but for those who didn't hear it so there's there's multiple lanes and there's two ways to win in this game you can either um you you storm a lane and, and if you break through that lane and then you can fight the the ancient or whatever the hell they call them in dota um you can win just by by basically bum rushing one lane or if you break through two separate lanes you don't have to kill the ancients in, in there and so there's a little bit of strategy there like what am i going to do mm-hmm. and then on the defensive side it's like do i need to protect all my lanes equally or do i put you know heavy defenses on this one well you know whatever um so they're enjoying it uh, i think the thing that a lot of the feedback uh people have or a lot of the scuttlebutt around this game has been the monetization yes because it is a four pay game uh, it's is it 20 lay? 20 dollars 20 dollars mm-hmm. uh and then i think what it is is just people's ex- expectations because they've been playing games like hearthstone they're expecting free-to-play monetization mm-hmm. and it's not that it is a like magic straight up you're gonna buy card packs to try to build your deck and mm-hmm. so i think that has been hard for them to stomach and swallow is well wait i paid you 20 dollars. i should get these things and it's like well no 20 dollars gets you a decent starter deck and now you need to buy additional decks. Um, I hear a lot of that is getting cleared up. It's probably getting more complicated, but though the marketplace, just like the consumer marketplace aspect, just sort of opened up on the game, and so you're going to see start seeing a lot of a lot of cards available by players selling them to each other, I believe, and stuff. And so that'll maybe work out some of those economy issues, and the feedback the feedback will change. But um, yeah, for me, like, I'm sorry, I'm just not hugely into card games, but Richard Garfield's yeah. credentials, he's, you know, he, he, yeah, the, the dude designed magic. Like, yes. come on. I, that, I'm sure that's awesome, but it, like you say, Dota card game to me, and that's like saying uh, Baseball Mancala. Like, <laughs> you know, the thing I, I've heard all these people say it's so things. accessible, and, you uh-huh. know, when you talk about the different decks, and you talk about the different lanes, and then you talk about the, and I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest, it. all of these games are accessible when they first start. It's uh-huh. once they start adding on new expansions and packs like yes. eventually it will just leave you behind exactly and so if you're going to get into a game like this you do it early you do it now mm-hmm. so that you can keep up with the meta because uh, otherwise yeah you try to join this game six months from now it's like good luck right mm-hmm. so yeah you know for me it's i don't know that it's that accessible because i was asking coworkers. i said well you guys play dota is this something you could like play a few games of this between matches of dota because you know the the wait times for a dota mm-hmm. match dota matches take like 40 minutes or yes. something right and they said well no because actually the matches in this game take quite a long time they're mm-hmm. averaging between like 25 and 40 minutes themselves so yeah, it's, it's a big investment ridiculous. it's not like like a game you can you can knock out like four or five hearthstone rounds exactly that and that's time. one of the reasons it's popular yeah. yeah and so you know for me i think it's just again it's consumer expectations versus reality people were expecting like hearthstone a bit of a more casual experience mm-hmm. this seems to be like a no, this is a hardcore magic-like card game experience, which if that's what you're into, mm-hmm. go for it. Like, you know, it's Richard Garfield, man. Like, do it. I still like the idea of you know, magic uh, arena more, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear Richard Garfield uh, hates Mondays and loves lasagna. <laughs> Come on! Chris just told that joke! 
Sitting? Sorry. Must have been spacing out. Look, behind the scenes, we have been making a lot of Garfield jokes mm-hmm. all week. Yes. Uh, Game yeah. Deal, take my advice. 50 cents for Garfield carts. <laughs> I sent you guys that. And Michael, you shun Chris for his lack of Garfield canon knowledge, or as you referred to it, Ganon. <laughs> Garfield canon. Ganon. Still makes me chuckle every time I hear it. Yeah. I knew shit about Garfield. I just like, a homeboy's been writing movies, TV specials a comic for 40 years and he can't fill a 10 roster cart game (laughs) (laughs) I was like US Acres or GTFO (laughs) I I will still say the Garfield Halloween special was my favorite Halloween special growing Uh, up that kicked off Halloween Uh, the Christmas special is legit proof we weren't all crazy for liking Garfield it's really good is it good? I don't, I don't think I remember the Garfield Christmas special, but the Halloween one I remember because it gets weird where they go to a haunted pirate island and pi- pirate ghosts actually chase Garfield. Yeah, because like, like it's every one hundred years yes. they rise from the grave, <laughs> and it just this happens to be a hundred years after the last time they did it, and that that creeped me out as a kid. And then cue the Lou Rawls music, the Vince Guaraldi of that series. <laughs> if you don't like the lack of a payoff in the Peanuts, you know Halloween special and the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. In this one, you actually get pirate ghosts. Yes. Just saying. Pirate ghosts. So yeah, Artifact was out. The other new release-ish, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of a combo blended with news, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Mm-hmm. Beta. Beta. Beta yes. uh, started this week, but they're doing oh, it in tiers. No, beta. And so if you <laughs> if you download it, or if you bought the ultimate edition of the game, I think that's the $100 edition, mm-hmm. you got access first. Uh, and that was earlier, that was what, the 27th, I think, is when that started? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then if you played on day one, you got access the next day, uh, and then everyone else got access after that. So by the time you are listening to this, theoretically, the beta will be open to everyone. You will all know all about RDR2 online, so you don't need me to tell Everyone with the game. Everyone with the game. You can ride around for hours on horseback without seeing anybody <laughs> with <laughs> other people. But ah. it, it does seem to be like GTA Online from what I've seen. Like, I yes. watched Giant Bomb design a character to look like Bob Saget. And then, uh, <laughs> That's good. Let him loose in the world. And, and yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like another game, but you can play it alongside other, or another plot line, but you can play it alongside other characters. Most yeah. of what I've seen is people There's... try to wave to other people and the person doesn't wave back, so they kill them. And I've seen like Makes 20 sense. episodes of that. <laughs> you, you don't howdy back, you, you deserve to get shots. What can I say? He didn't wave. <laughs> the one thing that I heard that interests me in this is there's horse insurance, which I, I think the, the campaign needs. Yeah, because yeah, one of the most tragic things that happen in Red Dead Redemption 2 is if you've built up like the good relationship with a horse and then you just get ambushed and it dies. Or they, or like, sorry, they introduced like recently in the game for me the firing backwards maneuver. But that doesn't help your horse steer itself hmm. away from anvils, trees, right. poison. <laughs> it, it doesn't at all. It, what's the yeah. point of having that mechanic? Yeah, that that stuff bums me out. But so uh, here's my pro strat, VJ pro strat. If that happens to you, just just quit the game. Uh, <laughs> and, and because because it well the the, the auto save doesn't happen that often where it's like you'll lose ten minutes of progress. But that's way better than yep. losing, especially if you bought like one of the Arabian horses for a thousand dollars in game, like. That shit is expensive. Like, don't Dude, lose that. Keep horse revivers on you. Like, no, but but the, but some of that stuff. If you get shot quick enough and you mm. die, oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, dead. Yeah. Like, so I, that I've happened been, to me once. If yeah. you have a high wanted level and there's like a posse of like 
15 dudes shooting you, yeah. you I will go down my, quick. My fucking uh, pre-order Ardennes uh, mare. That but those just wait. In the, those are free, I think, always in the stadium. Are they? Yeah, I think you just oh, go back okay. and get one anytime. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised there's no character like Sheriff Rossetti that prevents you from quitting the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. No, partner, I really don't appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just reset. We don't cotton to resetters around ports. <laughs> So yeah, that's my pro strat is cheat. But, right. but RDR2 Online, uh, you will all be theoretically playing the beta. Uh, a bit of sort of news tied to this, though. Uh, Rockstar is being a little bit cagey on if your progress will carry over from the beta to the mm. full official version. So don't know like no. how much time you want to spend in this thing if you don't know that you will retain your progress. So I would say probably not. Yeah, I mean, it all depends with yeah. these things. Like, because I think the the plan is it's supposed to. There's no like downtime after the beta. It's supposed to just roll over and be live at that mm-hmm. point. And so usually it just depends on what they've learned in the beta. And if you know, if if there's something like obviously broken where it broke the economy yes. or something like that, mm-hmm. that's usually you know you get a character reset, something like that. Or have they said how long the beta period is? I don't think don't they think announced so. that. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Well, that's probably a good transition point to head into. Take it away, Matt. Sony has been palling around with PAL versions of eight of the games on the PlayStation Classic. I would really like to hear an explanation for this. The only one I heard that makes any sense only works for Tekken 3, because we couldn't afford to license Gon, the greatest character in Tekken 3. Or is the announcer called Gun? Gun. Is he not? Uh, is he not in the European version? And that's how he's he- not. Yeah. Why he was not in their version and made it into America's version? Because we have no fucking idea who that character is. But the thing is, with fighting games, you need the extra hurts. <laughs> like, yeah. uh-huh. like it, it's it's basically, and I don't know the technical. Like basically, in my mind, I'm interchanging frame rate well, and hurts, and it, it's I probably mean, not the same. No, thing. it is. But with TVs, it's the same thing. But they, uh, the PAL TVs apparently ran at a maximum like. 50 it's FPS. 50. It, well, still, if you go into your Xbox Whereas, One settings... Yeah, NTSC is 60. Yes. but And people are complaining, like, if you change the frame rate on a fighting game, it becomes a different game because it's so yes. important. Yes. Yep. And it also happens to Battle Arena Toshin Den, so yeah. it's not... But, I mean, that game was always kind of slow and... <laughs> I was telling my fighting game friends, I thought Tekken was a ripoff of Toshin Den. I was so confused. I didn't, a no. lot of people who have played these, these games have said there's noticeable sluggishness. Like they, they play, they feel slower. Uh, I don't know how much of that is just them making that up now that they know that the difference. But basically, the way people kind of found this out is on the loading screens of those games, it gives you the Sony Europe trademarks uh, as you start them up. And they're like, wait a minute, Sony Europe... Uh, and then they verify they've they've done some just kind of like testing and it's like oh yeah these are running at fifty hertz not not sixty yeah so. I, I've seen different theories for this online uh, at the uncharitable end of the scale is uh, they probably just grabbed a bunch of ROMs off the internet and weren't paying attention uh, I've also seen um, friend of the show Heidi Kemp saying like it may have more to do with like the European fans remember these games a certain way. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I thought of that. I, I thought that's probably the reason is that um, nope. <laughs> they're trying to make this a global product, right? Well, so there is a different Japanese version, but I think the Western version, I don't think there's a North American 
and then a separate European version. I think it's all mm-hmm. the same. It, it, it by the way, it does have the dopest fucking commercial I've ever seen in my whole life. Mm, I really? gotta see that. Yeah, like a low poly, low texture, but with modern animation mechanics, hmm. and they transition from game to game. Rayman races with. Hey, Hashi, it's, it's fucking oh, cool. really cool. cool. But yeah, my, do, do my, they have the spiky head that goes, "You are not ready." <laughs> no, I wish they did. But my theory oh. there was, it sounds like it aligns with Heidi. Is like, yeah, if you're making something that has to please both European and American audiences, then that would sort of make sense. Mm-hmm. Although at this point, just give them the 60 hertz version. Well, you know? like, like, yeah, n- number one, yes, give them the 60 hertz version. Number two, like, if Nintendo did separate PAL and US versions. Yes. Why not here? Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, th- you mentioned, though, it's funny, like, people, the one theory is they were just grabbing random ROMs. These games are running on an emulator uh, mm-hmm. where... I don't know if they license PCSX too. I believe, and they yeah. don't. I yeah, don't it, think they have to license it because it's open source. It's open so source. I'm not yeah. sure how that works. Yeah, and it, but and it, it's, <laughs> it's gen- an emulator. It's regarded as, emulator a, as, do? as a good emulator for PlayStation. As the lawyer for Nesticle, I hereby sue <laughs> Mr. Miyamoto. <laughs> Nesticle, that fucking icon on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> but the it worst was the icon best ever, <laughs> or so I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of odd news. In in some more like classic PlayStation news, uh, a story came out of how the PlayStation name it was almost turned down by by Sony's founder. And so when they they it's went a terrible in for, name, well they went in for a, pl- a presentation and they and he was on board. He's like, yeah, I love this because at the time you know Sony wasn't into video game systems. Like they'd mm-hmm. been playing around with Nintendo and and mm-hmm. and talking to flirting with Sega and then these people like, hey, should we do something? But this was like, okay, as a an electronics corporation, we need to pull the trigger. Do we want to make a game console? And so they did the presentation, and everyone was super impressed. And they, they said, kind of like, they went and showed it to, like, the big, the, the founder of Sony. And he loved everything. He goes, but, like, on, on, on their way out of the meeting, he's like, you know what, though? Don't like the name. Change the name. And they had already registered it. And they had already registered it, and everything yeah. was done. And then, basically, something happened where, like, he had to go out on because of health issues. He had a stroke. Yeah, he had a stroke. Yes. And so they said, well, what do we do? Do we just proceed here? Because it would it would actually cause a delay yes. of the thing. And they decided to just let it go. carry on and let it go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you told us to do this with half your body. Like, I can't believe you don't remember it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was the, the name that almost wasn't. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's... It's a recognizable name now. Like, what would it have been called had it not been PlayStation? Well, it was, what, 1994? The Sony Edgelord. (laughs) (laughs) The Sony Dark Death. The Sony Uh. Dippin' Dot. (laughs) Speaking of classic gaming in 1994, Mm -hmm. uh, news came out earlier this week that Console Wars, the book about the, 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 the fight between Nintendo and Sega is going to be adapted into a TV series. Now, back in 2014, it was announced that Seth Rogen and and Evan Goldberg were attached to write a movie. That apparently isn't happening anymore because this will be a TV series, but it has some some big names attached. And so... um, so this is it's based on the, the 2014 novel by Blake Harris, uh, and it's it's being carried through at Legendary Pictures, so big names right there. Uh, the director is... Um, Chris, correct me if I'm going to say this incorrectly. So Jordan, is it Voight Roberts? It's V-O-G-T Roberts. Uh, he's, he's the guy that directed Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Uh, is, is really? Attached. I thought that guy had like... Dude, there's a fascinating story about that guy. He directed Kong Skull Island in Vietnam and then refused to return to Los Angeles and lived 
lived in Vietnam and like huh. only goes back to take meetings. Well, the and reason I, he might be doing that is he's also attached to direct the upcoming Metal Gear movie. So he might just be pulling like a snakey Metal Gear movie. Metal Gear. Uh, oh, so yeah, he's he's attached attached to direct, uh, and then Mike Rizzolio, uh, the writer of American Vandal, the Netflix series, which is excellent Fucking if you haven't crazy. seen that. American Vandal. American oh, Vandal. Yeah. Uh, he drew Netflix. dicks on cars. Uh, he dicks. is he's attached to write the series, <laughs> or I'm sorry, he's writing the pilot. Uh, so yeah, there's 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 some pretty big names attached to what what I think like any any fan of classic gaming or just video games in general, I I would say Console Wars is required reading. Uh, and the fact that it's adapted into a TV series, that kind of makes more sense than a movie. Yeah. That's a lot to cover. Um, you know? I mean, I, reading it or listening to the audiobook, let's be honest, um, it did rub me the wrong way in parts just because it's like, I can tell this is fictionalized. And that never yeah, quite you're, sits you're, well. But you're, you're a trained journalist, and he yeah. had to like make up a bunch of the in-betweens. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, it is for the sake of a, a coherent story. And, you know, I, I know that Kalinsky and everyone else... Uh, interviewed in for that and who whose stories were realized in sure. that approve of the book so yeah. fine that's a, that's the thing michael michael i think you can it's safe to say the book was already a movie because the conclusions yes, they come to are real but the dialogue and the boardroom sequences are totally false right yeah right. well yeah. It, the book starts with like kalinsky's on vacation with his family because he's just left mattel he, he was the guy that basically popularized barbie or, or brought revived the barbie brand yeah. and then it's like the the head of, of Sega at the time came from Japan to Hawaii to see him and be like, you need to come work for me. And I'm like, how much of this is actually the case? Mm-hmm. I, but I, makes- I hope the movie starts with a young Shigeru Miyamoto like on a, on a cold Christmas day looking in a store window <laughs> and uh, uh, seeing a very expensive Italian plumber. And someday. I, I mean, that, that book kind of makes Nintendo the villain. So like, yeah, he should yeah. be like stabbing a puppy in the right? heart. <laughs> God. But they were. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a great book, and so I'm looking forward to the TV series. Uh, no word yet on where that would be if it's going to be a Netflix thing or whatever. It's just. Uh, Did you have about a, this this news on the the, the Nintendo YouTube content rules? That would that just broke actually before, as I was finalizing my notes. But yeah, basically, I think they they've walked back some of their things about uh, streaming their games. Right. Many many good oh. things. One kind of giant bad thing. Hmm. Because no longer do you have to subscribe or be approved to be a Nintendo streamer, so Nintendo can take a portion of your revenue (laughs) off your shitty YouTube channel. Yes, I'm talking about YouTube.com/slash/LazerTime. But but all that's out the window now. You don't have to apply for anything. But the one restriction they have, and we'll see if they how hard they enforce it, is that like a YouTube video that's not you doing a video essay or commentary or being in your stream like a straight gameplay no audio i.e. how we capture clips for (laughs) most of our program Uh, that is now against the rules Hmm. and and i say that's fine as long as you don't mean uh fact walkthrough people yeah and as long as you nintendo are serving up that gameplay footage yourself. If you're not doing that, that's fucking stupid. Yes. Some people want to watch gameplay videos with no commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, especially if they're capturing sounds for a podcast. Right. Yes. <laughs> for a, for, for a, yeah, for a fourth rate video game podcast. Oh, I'm Whoa, at least hey, third rate. Hey, Come hey, on. Hey. Why, why was that? That's a, I was slamming me. Okay. That wasn't an insult to you. <laughs> and that's why I'm an exclusive daily motion streamer. I only yes, stream Nintendo why. games on daily motion. <laughs> Yes, 
All the recommended videos are uh, Golden Girls videos flipped in reverse. <laughs> oh, man. Another so, one of my favorite things is one of those, those walkthrough videos that actually shows you really quickly what you're supposed to be doing. No commentary. No, hey, what's yeah. up, guys? Like, yeah, subscribe no. and stuff. You just actually show you this is where Sorry. that tunnel you could never yeah. find. I is. know you all wanted to find the 20th star, but my mom got in a car accident. She's fine. <laughs> uh, my favorite ones are the ones that advertise one very specific thing, but I have to sit through 10 minutes of yeah. Their gameplay before yeah. they do it in the last 30 seconds. Welcome to RepublicanToilet.com. <laughs> That's is a toilet only for Republicans. Red asses only, because we know you're mad. Only the most patriotic <laughs> toilets sold here. Wow. Oh, God. Uh, we were talking about Nintendo as the big bad. Um, so Nintendo Switch... Chris, I know you're going to love this because you love whenever I do announcements that have like 10 caveats. So Nintendo Switch <laughs> is the best-selling Nintendo console in U.S. history... For the Black Friday weekend, uh, they came wow. out with an announcement, and I think part of this was a reaction. Analysts, uh, basically up until like earlier this week and, and, and previous weeks, were saying Nintendo wasn't necessarily on track to hit all their sales targets with the Switch. So Nintendo, uh, following Black Friday weekend, came out with a huge announcement. Dude, Nintendo sold over a quarter of a billion dollars, two hundred and fifty million dollars worth of Nintendo merchandise over just that five day period, starting Dang, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Through month through Cyber Monday, fucking love that we. Still I mean, call that's it Cyber that's Monday. the crazy thing about like being where I am now and like having access to WalMarts and Targets. <laughs> you ha- you have a game section yeah. uh, of your PS4 and Xbox and Switch stuff, and then the adjacent aisle is all game merchandise. There's like six mm-hmm. pop figures, and the rest of it is Nintendo shit. Yes. Yeah, meaning yeah. Nintendo has double the fucking retail space. Of Microsoft and Sony, and that 250 million is all Nintendo, so that includes 2DS, 3DS, all, all of you know everything they sold. But the Switch on its own, uh, they were touting, so it outsold even the Wii. Mm-hmm. Has never in that Black Friday window didn't perform that well in its heyday, and so the Switch Switch sales are pretty impressive there. Um, I think I saw that uh, that Michael, congratulations, the Wii version of Just Dance made it in the top 25 Amazon uh, bestseller. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow! This oh, wow. keeps on going. Uh, uh, the Nintendo, so the thing is, the Switch was the best selling. It was the best selling week ever in the U.S. It was one of the most purchased I- items online on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it was the top selling video game product during Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Like of any video game sold, Switches like Switch consoles were the, the top selling product. It had a it had a really good deal. They had the Mario Kart Eight bundle. Mm. Uh, for just the flat Switch rate, they had that with oh, the that Super Mario nice. Party as well. It was yeah, basically it's like yeah. here, get a free game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo. I think their goal is they need to sell 20 million Switches by March 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where the analysts were sort of poo-pooing it. Ars Technica did a really cool thing; they were contextualizing it. So right now, the Switch is on pace as the fifth best-selling console ever after its 20 months being on sale. Uh, and here's who it's behind. So. It's mostly Nintendo. Uh, number one is GBA. was the top selling after mm-hmm. 20 months, mm-hmm. followed by the Wii, then the DS, and then the PS2. So wow. Switch is right there at five. Like, it's one of the top selling consoles ever. Pretty nice. Yeah, it, it's still, you know, it's the, oh, you missed, you know, it's like I, I work with Apple stuff. And it's like, oh, no, we didn't reach your ridiculous high goal yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah all that is is your big giant lie of a fucking yeah. sales figure. Yeah, yeah all <laughs> that is is someone set a target, and so you're missing this target that someone set. It doesn't yes. mean it's not fucking selling like crazy, right? 
Hey, everybody. My name's Bob. I'm here to get in a meeting and tell you everything you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to sell 20 million units because my job is on the line. Anyway. <laughs> it's weird. The graphs only go up. They go up and to the right. Up and to the right, baby. Uh, so it's like the opposite of JFK. Up and to the right. <laughs> Um, a little bit more Nintendo news. Spoiler alert: uh, Smash Ultimate has already leaked yeah, online. Big time. Um, <laughs> oh, that that is that is part of the new Nintendo online guidelines. If you fucking <laughs> play a game that's not out online, ban forever. You're gone. Well, this one's actually caused a little bit of controversy mm-hmm. in the. It's just so ridiculous that there is a pirate community. It's this community of of guys. Pirate. That's their whole deal. Is I'm going to crack games. I'm going to mm-hmm. get them early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, there's a couple versions of Ultimate out there already. One of them they think is a legit retail copy that came from Mexico. Mexico. One of them is like bricking systems. It's like don't. But <laughs> but basically like there is. I love that there's the fucking there's like this pirates code and there's the noble pirates who were like upset they're like well they broke it too early too early yes, and I'm like remember. what the yeah. fuck is that? where's your morality line where it's like oh no once once it's past launch you you can totally break this jailbreak this and and make it available for people to download it's like well they're upset that it just broke early uh, but yeah so just be careful like if you're on social media. I don't know that you can spoil a Smash game, but maybe you can spoil it. Like, just to see how Kirby is the only survivor who mm-hmm. revives an entire... Yeah, <laughs> World, World of Light seemed like, per, like primarily uh, PNG puppetry, so I don't yeah. I don't really know that there's a story locked in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and apparently it's a hassle to actually pirate stuff on the Switch, too, so don't oh, yeah. think that you can yeah. just go out and you know, do this yourself. Right. You make your Switch useless, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. unless unless you plan on pirating yeah, lots of games. it'll be bricked at the next update. I don't know how these things work. Yes, yeah. So, over a year after the Battlefront 2 loot box controversy, mm-hmm. the FTC is is always in touch with the hot hot button issues. <laughs> they announced this week that they are looking into loot boxes in video games. Mm. Whatever that means, looking into. Looking into them to find out what's in there. <laughs> oh, you got to keep paying. You got to pay. <laughs> the prediction of what this looks like. Uh, no one at the FCT understands what's happening, and they lean on the side of uh, rich people making money. Last Pac-Man game I played was Pac-Man. That's, that is what, uh, yeah, a lot of the <laughs> online speculation about this anymore. is that... Um, this probably won't result in like a ban of loot boxes and games. If anything, it might result Not in, in this some country, regulation. but other countries have already gone that route. Yeah, well, yes. yeah, and and a lot of the regulation, what it ends up looking like is you might have to disclose like uh, drop rates in loot boxes and say, hey, it's a one in a billion chance of getting this thing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be some regulation with like the amount someone can spend in a given time period. That's probably what it'll result more in. Uh, and this is something that. Uh, several states on their own, uh, including like Hawaii, had already started to do this on their own. And so this is just the FTC coming and saying, oh, we'll look into this as well. So I don't know. For me, it's just like I feel like that controversy has come and gone. Yes. And it's a thing. Like I said, it's like a year old at this point. So the fact that they're just now hopping back into it is like, OK. And look, dude, like their job is to protect consumers. I totally get that. You know, uh, the the ESA, though, whose job it is to represent publishers, came out with a statement and they basically reiterated what they'd already said on the matter a year ago again. Uh, they said, you know, loot boxes do not constitute gambling, stressing that they're entirely optional to purchase. They said they can enhance the experience for those who choose to use them, so but have casinos. no impact on those who don't. Well, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's forced to gamble? Yes, exactly. And, yeah. right. I like to go to Vegas and do nothing. You know, if you touched one of these things, it would enhance your experience. <laughs> oh, would it? 
No, I just enjoy the desert heat. (laughs) I I love the lack of water. (laughs) I love a town where I can't walk 10 feet without dying of heat stroke. (laughs) But you know what, Chris, you kind of brought up a good point is like, typically when the government looks into this stuff, it's like these out-of-touch old senators or whatever that are looking into something. Oh, that... they'll, get, they'll get a hard-on for going on a public like, yes. now explain this to me. What? This is a in a video game? Shut the fuck up and retire! Here's Internet's what... a series of tubes that can prevent retire. that kind of thing and just shut it down. We don't live in a world where it's not cool to know things. Especially when it's your job to know things. Sorry, I, this is... That's my point. Yeah. But but also what I was saying is you can't do that much longer because let's admit it, we're all older. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting older. older yeah, so. And people that are getting elected to government offices are getting older. So actually the dude in Hawaii who proposed that legislation is not that much older than us. And so he kind right. of – and he's a gamer. Like he knows how this shit works. And so that whole like er- uh, ignorance excuse of like, well, we don't know how this thing works. And, and I hate that when the government is like trying to – basically pass laws on something they clearly do not understand. Like, that fucking sucks. But that, I guess my point was, that can't be the case much longer, right? Because I'm still surprised so by how much of those games. people I see that have no freaking clue, and they're only, like, ten years older than I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah you're you're so, right. Like, there are certain people that, like, clearly chose, like, I, I'm not touching a video game past when I'm, you know, high school or something yes. like that. Why? Just... Are you pay- playing a lot of lacrosse in your 50s? <laughs> Learning different cash systems now, you fuckwit? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd like to play us. some part cheesy now and again. Is this anything like that? No. I, I never played anything past Centipede. <laughs> There's one at my gym. <laughs> no, man. They're the, they're the wealthy elite. The yes. only thing that uh, they still enjoy is the ultimate sport. Hunting humans. Hunting man. I was thinking, like, is this anything like oppressing the poor? That's my favorite game. Yes, yes. Yes. I don't understand. Does uh, this game, Luigi yes. character ever kill a pheasant? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I'm opposed comment. to gambling. Now, let me show you the U.S. healthcare system. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why I should jump on these Goombas when I can just have my servant friends do it for me. Friends. I couldn't think of a better name in time. I'm, I'm Why jump bit... on Goombas when you can stop them at the border? I kid my God. Italian immigrant oh, friends. Wow. I say that as an Italian. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he's friend. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because we want the government to look out for us, but uh, I think we all sound a bit skeptical. Is They're what not I'm reading or, But we all elected the wrong <laughs> like people. Look at you, Mississippi. Whatever makes the most money right now. Uh, so the last bit of news here. It was uh, So Jeff Keighley was out there hyping the Game Awards. Ah, yes. And, <laughs> and he announced that they will be announcing over 10 new games at the Game mm. Awards this year. So he's shifting more to uh, more new game announcements. Every year he's been doing a few more and more of these. And so, yeah. I mean, so, so tune in. Further making E3 pointless. <laughs> uh, dude, I was trying to remember. Pointless. I was trying to remember. Did we end up talking about that? We did not. We did not because it. I think it fell over yeah. a weekend or something. Where yeah, Sony's, Sony's not going to be. Surprised how E3. few people are talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So Sony just said, "Yeah, no." And all I can think of is like, what the hell does that make that hall look like? Because Microsoft bailed mm-hmm. last year, and and then they ended up in the theater like across the street. Yeah. Which hall is it? Is South Hall is the one with the first parties, or is that West so. Hall? I, don't, I can never tell them apart. So now, I used to work there, and I don't remember. So now it'll be <laughs> Nintendo, and that will be the only first party in there. Yes. And then it'll be, like, all the other folks, like Sega's usually in, in, in that hall or whatever. But that hall is going to be super empty. Yeah, and it was, it was getting more empty every year. And 
You know, that that's the, you know, I used to be one of the, the editors for the E3 Insider and the E3 Show Daily. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's what I meant by I used to work for them. And yeah, it was getting harder and harder every year to get ads and stuff. See, yeah. The thing is, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded industry guy. Like, I fucking love it because I'm like, oh, good, it'll be less crowded. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be able to get around more yeah, and do yeah. things at the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, but, you, but you know that means that, that whole wing is just going to be Fortnite. It's just sad. Mm, yeah. That's true. That'll, that'll be the Fortnite They'll just fill true. it with right. more, more members of the public. And yes, the giant Fortnite display. Play was a little strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was in. Yeah, that was in the other hall. That, that was that was not because, I mean, Jeff Keighley should just rename the name of that show like the uh, <laughs> the fifth annual video game commercial uh, festival because that's why I watch it in between all the awards. Mm-hmm. Which his awards are sincere and awesome, and I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not faulting the guy. No, he, he's a true believer. Right. But that's what it's becoming. It's this little E3 where this yeah. one day a year where people announce games. You know what, though? I'm all for it because, like, E3 is, like, during the summer. It's cool to have a thing during these months because, as we all know, like, when you're working with game devs, is like, it's tough when they have to, like, okay, I have to get a build ready to announce it at this certain time or to show it. And so having that second option... Which PAX was sort of becoming that for yes, a lot of people, but then PAX kind of, it, it, I feel like there's an ebb and flow there. Well, it's its the live show element. If we're all watching fucking young dipshits react to things, the idea of having a, a one, a place where everybody tunes in to watch trailers live together is a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. And it shouldn't die. I, I like it a lot. But I'm, I'm more weirded out by E3, like Sony, the publisher that won E3, I'm using air quotes, so many years, saying like, Never mind. Yes. <laughs> like, we didn't bring anything to the, the, the potluck, so we're not coming. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's coupled with their announcement that they weren't doing PSX this year. Yes. They're like, hey, yeah. we don't have anything to right. show. Right, that's fucking weird. Well, I yeah. mean, they've got, like, what, three big games coming. Last of Us 2, uh, Days Gone, and Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. Yeah. Um, I know, but I, I just feel like things are rosy there, <laughs> and that's not just because everyone I ever worked with now works there. Um, but... But that is actually happening. I just, I don't know. Like, it seems like a weird thing to cut out this huge fan showcase. Yeah, because uh, what was happening for a while there is people would opt out of E3 and then go do their own thing. Like, that's what EA was doing. Uh, and then so Sony had PSX. But then when they cancel PSX, you think, it's, it's just like you would think, oh, yeah, they're going to opt out of E3 because they'll do all their announcements at PSX. And they said no. And so now where do they, they, they do all their big announcements? You know, it's, for me, it's more of a sign like, uh, maybe they're 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 ramping up. Maybe they'll come back not for 2019 for 2020 when they have the PS5 announcement. That's what I was hoping like for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like it might straight up be a down year where The Last of Us Two, just like last gen, by the way, it could be one of the last or the last big first party title uh, on that platform on on PS4, and that'd be fine. You know, I'd be yep. totally okay with that. They're always really cagey about when that is actually coming out. Like they they never clearly state like, oh yeah, that's next spring or next holiday or anything like that. It's just like that's coming soon. So. Yeah, it's it's weird to think that we're like five years into this console yes. cycle now. Yeah. Uh, six if you count the Wii U. Yeah, it should be it should be cycling into something new, but I think they want to use that recession era fucking console cycle mm. once again. Shoot mm. for eight to ten years. Mm. Wow, that's right. The Wii know. U is only that long ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Twelve. <laughs> So, oh, what, what, and who even knows what the next gen looks like? It's probably going to be this weird hybrid half solution where we have like the Xbox One X, which is, you know, like. Yeah, lots of speculation. There. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a little less speculation here. So, almost guaranteed one of the titles to be announced at the Game Awards mm-hmm. is going to be Obsidian's new jam. Uh, they have a countdown timer on their website uh, that if you go there, it basically, uh, there's, it kind of looks like an interstitial like thing that says uh, Spacer's Choice. And so it almost has this like really weird, 
you know how Fallout has that like retro futurism mm-hmm. vibe? Yeah, the fifties futurism. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it very much has that similar vibe. And there's a countdown that it, it basically says it's some announcement coming the game awards. It's kinda like a thirties futurism, the, uh, yeah. like Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah. I hope it's it's an elaborate fucking like company Red Bull machine that Microsoft bought them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so that's most people think though, uh, and they made it clear when Microsoft bought them, they still have a deal with 2K for an upcoming RPG project. And so this is probably that. This probably isn't mm. going to be a Microsoft thing. Although who knows, right? When you get bought by someone, Microsoft might go there and, 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 and they might do a deal with 2K and say, oh, we're going we're gonna to publish this now. Stranger things have been known to happen. Speculation about a possible announcement is, um, and this happened last year, so take it with a grain of salt. A lot of people are saying Rocksteady's new jam uh, might get announced at this. And one of the rumors is, and this was the rumor last year again, people are speculating it's going to be a world's finest game starring at least Superman and maybe even Superman and Batman. If anyone could find a way to make a Superman game good, it's probably Rocksteady. Oh, I want a good Superman game so bad. Uh, Did they announce a Batman collection from Rocksteady? I... I thought I saw something uh, about we, that. We, we talked about on game deals. There was the Return to Arkham deal. It was only five dollars on PS4. Shit. It was just it was just something that included Arkham Knight and of course not Origins, but it, it, whatever. That included, yeah, so that included the ones that the Rocks that he worked on. Right. That that was Asylum and actually Return to Arkham is just Asylum and City. Which for five bucks still that's like a, it's it's the yeah, HD remake. It's been five those. bucks for an eternity. Great. I can't be suckered into buying them again. Well, I know Origins, but th- those games are so good. Uh, yeah, Origins is fucking Origins fine. Is fine. Mm-hmm. Origins is totally fine. But I want a Superman game so bad. That is one of the rumors swirling out that that could be one of the ten announced at the Game Awards, and that is all the news that's fit to play. Wow! If you if oh, you if you remember in Arkham Knight how much you enhance your shit when Batman's essentially he's essentially flying around Gotham yeah he's su- you yeah, could do a flying. Superman game yeah, yeah that's true he's moving very fast through the air and he's just flying God, just give uh, me some rings to fly through baby that's all I want <laughs> in the stop Superman it game. don't do that to the people <laughs> it's it's weird now that all I can really remember about Arkham Knight is uh, Red Hood the uh, the Batmobile and uh, the Riddler puzzles I don't remember what the actual gameplay is like I remember a lot of the tank sequences. The, yeah, those are super. And the stealth, stealth sequences in the Batmobile still baffles me to this mm-hmm. day. I, I just, I was thinking about it the other day while walking through on Black Friday, which we talk about on bonus time, to look at all the kids' Batman toys and like, I think that set the precedent or the new, the recent movies that all the Batmobiles, even the kids' toys, come with gigantic Gatling guns. Mm-hmm. And that Arkham City made it a point to point out these... Oh, no, these aren't bullets. These are slam concussive rounds. Oh, okay. sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Built to maim at 190 miles per second. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the, uh, the the Tim Burton thing, right? Is that Batmobile had the huge machine gun, and he just yes. used it to, like, shoot down the door. Open doors, <laughs> Wile E. Coyote style. <laughs> yeah, it begs the question, like, is Batman's uh, morality similar to Daredevil's, like, in season one of that show? And, like, yeah. uh, you can kick a guy into a dumpster and break his back but as long as he's still alive (laughs) that reminds me one of my favorite jokes that brett had about the spider-man game this year was just a gif he showed of him like (laughs) kicking a dude off the top of a building and then his comment was just like i'm sure he's fine (laughs) (laughs) well yeah they made that clear that like no he he always plants uh spider bombs you can see it you can actually like find them close to the ground later yeah like if you if you hop down off a building but i just I like Brett's joke. Yeah. Don't be silly, Alfred. Spines aren't brains. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it's time to move on to the community segment, which Pop Pop is segmenting the fuck out of our community. <laughs> pop Pop! Pop Pop! Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was tell us about a time when a game caused drama or fighting with your family or friends. Uh, Leif, you weren't here last week. Does anything readily spring to mind? Oh, shoot. Okay, so I may think maybe it was the late 80s. Uh, did you, you remember Bump and Jump? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jump. So there was the, the oh, bump and Tokai version jump? over the arcade any day. Well, see, I, I, there was a friend of mine down the street from uh-huh. me um, had it. Uh, you know, he, he had that for the NES, and uh, mm-hmm. that was one of his many games. We both had many games, and we would sometimes trade games and stuff. One of those days, Bump and Jump disappeared from his collection. It was widely assumed by his family, which was a pretty big family, that I had stolen that game. And we used to be really good friends and stuff like this. But I, I was like, no, I, I didn't have it and stuff. And uh, so, you know, this started calls between parents and everything. And, uh, you know, and they wanted to, like, have me disciplined at school and stuff. And I was like, I don't have this game. It was, you know, it was, it was bump and jump. Oh, I no. enjoyed it and stuff. And I, like, even started looking around, having my dad look around pawn shops and stuff to see if we could get, get Lloyd to replace it stuff so oh, i was so you forbidden. could buy him a new one to get your friend back right was well, he and i was forbidden from talking to him um by by his uh his parents and stuff and we eventually moved and he was sti- and so this is like i don't know like elementary school middle school so get this i met up with him in chicago like uh, in 2014 you know we were both in our 30s and stuff like this so i saw that he was in town and from a friend's Facebook, because we weren't actually friends anymore, and uh, and I was like, uh, "Hey, you know, I actually live here now. Can you you want to meet up and stuff?" So we went out and so he brought up that game. Shut up! He brought up that game like freaking twenty years later. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, so he was like, "So did you really steal that copy of Bump and Jump?" And I was like, "Kidding me?" And, I, and for a second, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Oh my god. So god. yes. Uh, I'm just let pitch- it go, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like a Reuben Hurricane Carter situation where like Bob Dylan wrote a song about you not stealing the game and getting framed for stealing the game. Yeah, that's the story of the bump and jump game. Okay. At, at 2014, in 2014, like, to make it, look, fine, I did it. To make it up for you, I bought the company that made bump and <laughs> It's yours They now. didn't steal it, but he got all the blame. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So yes, there's my strife within friends and family. I just want to talk forever about Bump and Jump. It was one of my favorite NES games to never hear anybody talk about. It. And every time I tried to find music to use it in a podcast, I had to rip it myself. Uh, I love that game. Boom, boom, boom. I want to, I want to avoid green semi-trucks and jump on cars all day long. Lave loved it too. That's why he fucking stole it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was one of those things where I wondered, did I? Did I? Did I steal it? <laughs> yeah, it's like bringing gaslighting. <laughs> you got gaslighting? <laughs> Over <Bubba> Jump. <laughs> it's so good. Can you even steal heaven? It belongs to us all. <laughs> Wow. Can can the community responses hold a candle to this? Let's see. Uh, Dang Morlock says, Already told you the story of my brother launching a screwdriver at our babysitter on the matter of turning off Tiny Toons Adventures Cartoon Workshop on NES. So I'll tell you about how The Last of Us became a relationship low point. I'd been with my girlfriend most of my adult life. She didn't play many games, but tolerated that I played a lot of them. I was psyched that she wanted to watch The Last of Us with me. One night, she went to bed at about the point where Ellie rides off to a farmhouse, and there's a big emotional arc. 
Problem being, I played ahead by about an hour, thinking I could just reload and she'd be none the wiser. Then my dumbass remembered autosave. I spent the next week talking her down to watching the missing parts on YouTube and getting back into the game together. We got there, but I heard about this for years. Dick move? Yes. Ironically accurate to the game's content story beat? Fucking definitely. <laughs> Jesus, dude. That is uh, <laughs> uh, we, we might have a laser time coming up about something like that, um, so stay tuned. Hmm. But definitely listen to the Blaxploitation episode. So good. Uh, Matt Burnell says, Hey guys, long time listener, first time response. Back when I graduated high school, uh, our school held a big overnight senior party night for all, all us graduates at some sports recreation center. <laughs> all the seniors spent the night uh, here participating in various events. My friends and I, of course, uh, stuck together and within five minutes of entering the place, discovered they had a projector and an Xbox 360 on a, this 20-foot wall. So, of course, we ran uh, to get first dibs. We quickly noticed that they had Halo 3 and Call of Duty 4, both games we played pretty much every day together, and it had gotten pretty damn good at. My one friend, not mentioning names, uh, decided to play Alpha Dog and challenged me uh, to the two, so I agreed. By the time we got a game battle uh, rifle sniper set up on Halo, we both noticed that the entirety of our class was watching uh, in from the floor above, and the pressure was on! By the by, the end, I beat him 25-5, uh, and needless to say, he was pissed. Being the sore loser he uh, he is, he challenged me to COD 4 next, a simple one-on-one, first to 25. I was feeling cocky at this point, and having the whole class cheer me on didn't help my ego, so I proceeded to beat him again! 25-2, only using only the knife! That is a huge dick move, which he points out here. Uh, <laughs> a lot of dick moves from our, from our community on this one. Yeah. He then screamed uh, every cuss I can imagine at me through the rec center's controller at the wall so hard it exploded into <laughs> tiny pieces and stormed out of the room, literally shoving people out of his way onto the floor <laughs> on his way out like fucking kingpin. I- I've never felt uh, like more of a winner in my entire life. Oh, wow. 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 Uh, the video games are actually important or cool. That could have happened yeah. to a lot of us. I'm, I'm just sort of shocked that uh, everyone was watching and they let them go from Halo to COD 4. It's like, <laughs> let me play, goddammit! Get the fuck off of there! This just sort of sounds like a power fantasy I would have had. Like, you know yeah. what I'm really good at? Vigi games. And everyone was watching <laughs> yeah. me. And I kicked ass and became the most popular kid in school and they hefted me on their... Anyway. So I put on my Konami-sponsored leather jacket and the Ray-Bans and I proceeded to play him. (laughs) And then I went on dates with all the girls. Yeah. So from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Kayla Marchioni says, My brother and I once got into a vicious argument over Daisy's dialogue in Mario Kart Double Dash. He insisted that she was saying, I am Daisy, even though it clearly sounded much more like Hi, I'm Daisy. Over a decade later, and I still can't bring it up without setting him off. What I'd like to do here, I'd like to take this to the VGA panel of judges. All right, let's hear it. Hi, I'm Daisy. Woohoo! Hi, I'm Daisy. That's Hi, I'm Daisy. That's totally Hi, I'm Daisy. Daisy. So, Kayla, I don't know, Chris, what do you think? Is that Hi, I'm Daisy or I am Daisy? Well, we all know Daisy is a uh, cyborg operative of Princess Peach, so that would be the most human equivalent response. I am Daisy. (laughs) Did anybody ask who I was? Because if they did, I am Daisy. (laughs) So there you go, Kayla. Chris sides with your brother. uh, And we uh, here in the uh, Laser Time West studio all said, you are correct. 
Hi, I'm Daisy. It's why I still, despite having seen the fucking script for the game, I still think Bart Simpson is saying, nice fruit roll, man. <laughs> in Simpsons arcade game instead of let's go for it, man. Daisy is like an all caps acronym for like dynamically assisted intelligence system yellow. <laughs> you, you had AI in a name and you went assisted intelligence you're instead right, of artificial you're right. intelligence. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> Say that more like Gary Busey next time. Yeah, <laughs> trying to come up with something for each letter and not realizing. <laughs> okay, we have Landon. Excuse me, is it Dwayne or Dewane? Me, my younger brother, and two of his friends were playing GoldenEye. For some reason, we had the GoldenEye cartridge loaded on top of the Nintendo 64 Game Shark. We were playing four-player multiplayer when my brother breaks the house rule of no odd job. That's dick move. Everybody objects, but my brother assures us it'll be okay. Smash cut to the end of the game. Everybody's pissed at my brother for using odd job. I get up to get in his face, and he does the same. We're having a full-blown shouting match when we start shoving each other. Eventually, he shoves me so hard, I tumble back into the Nintendo 64 and snap the GoldenEye cartridge off the Game Shark, breaking both GoldenEye and the Game Shark. We shared a moment of horror, looking at both things being ruined, and then almost immediately turned to beating the hell out of each other. Jesus. God, that's just tragic. The loss of the Game Shark and GoldenEye. See, I thought this would have a twist in that, like, oh, they're playing on the Game Shark and he'd put in a code where, like, Oddjob was tall. (laughs) (laughs) You only get that one if you're really old like us. Oddjob <laughs> 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 is short, right? Normally? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Harbour says, a group of friends and I in high school were all playing WCW versus NWO World Tour. After a, uh, laying a fairly lengthy beating down as Rey Mysterio Jr., played by me, on The Giant, played <laughs> by my friend. I managed to pick him up uh, for a vertical suplex. <laughs> when when he jumped to his feet, rushed to the system, and reset it before emphatically proclaiming, That would never happen! <laughs> uh, he, he then very calmly passed the controller as we all burst out laughing. The dude's not wrong. Rey Mysterio is like maybe five foot tall uh, yeah, right. on, on, on stilts. On a good day. And, and yeah, uh, the giant, uh, Paul White, is seven mm-hmm. foot tall. You cannot vertical suplex a man if you're five foot tall. You can't suplex a seven foot tall man. Sorry, to, can't to happen. Fair, to be fair, Rey Mysterio is a wrestler so powerful, he's one of the only wrestlers I can think of who killed someone in the ring. Oh, Jesus. So who knows what he's capable of? Uh, Did I bring it down? My bad. Yeah, Happened in Mexico. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. That was a legit wrestling accident. The guy oh, broke shit. his neck on the rope. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That wasn't Ray Ray. Uh, um, Jesus. Well, Rebecca Swift says, <laughs> When I was a little kid, I'd get mad at my mom when she would put me to bed, and from my bedroom I could hear the tap, 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 tap sound of her in the living room playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World on the Sega Master System Mom too. dick move. Uh, <laughs> I was always terrible at that game, but I loved it, and hearing her play while I was supposed to be going to sleep was infuriating to me. Sometimes I'd get out of bed and wander out to see where she was up to, and it was immediately told to get off and sent back to my room. I was even more annoyed when after months of trial and many, many errors, she finally beat the game and told me that the ending was shit, and that she never wanted to play another video game, which to this day, besides Tetris and Solitaire on her iPad, she still hasn't. As an adult, I understand her frustration having had to figure out that fucking game with no strategy guides or internet on that dumbass tiny two-button controller only to be told in boring plain text, good job. You won the end. (laughs) I think we all have memories of, like, 
for me, it was movies. I would hear my parents watching movies after putting me to bed and get mm-hmm. so frustrated that I couldn't be down there watching movies. Mm-hmm. And Chris, you'll appreciate this because on a recent episode of 302010, yeah. you mentioned Iron Eagle. And I specifically remember like hearing, I was at a friend's house and we were spending the night and they put us to bed early and then I could hear them watching Iron Eagle and I'm like, I really want to see that movie. <laughs> I think Diana explained, she, she thought it was the coolest thing in the world to stay up late. So she would fight to stay up late to watch what her parents were watching. And it was always LA Law. So she just <laughs> fall asleep <laughs> before the end of the episode. Oh, God. Corbin Burnson's dream. Yeah, Corbin Burnson sure learned a lesson. Uh, like, you should have gone to bed. Your dreams would have been much better. <laughs> Kelly Ryan says, My mother-in-law is a narcissistic bitch. Uh, most of my involvement with her is uh, to be as quiet as humanly possible because she takes everything personally or will twist anything you do around on you. There's one time, however, when something she said made me lose my shit at her. My husband was showing her a game he was developing in his spare time. She quipped, Video games are a waste of time. This insulted me to my very core. I told her if I wouldn't have been into video games, I would have never learned how to draw or write. They're the reason for every creative thought I've ever had. Is that a waste of time? I think my husband realized that she touched a nerve because he made her apologize to me before she left, even though it was a half-hearted apology. I don't think I changed her mind, but it pisses me off that people think that video games have no value. Good on you, husband. I, I included that, this one because that was similar to Michael's story of uh, being yeah, told yeah, yeah. by his mother that, uh, yeah, video games are a waste of time. Or no, what did you say? I wish we'd restricted them more. When you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm basing my career on these things. Yeah. And it's partly because of how much you restricted them. Did I mention that story with my dad that like, he never bought me anything since Jeopardy, 25th anniversary edition? Uh, I, uh, I think you told us though last Christmas he finally bought you two video games, right? Last Christmas he's like, you know what? I think these video games might be something. Uh, he, he probably heard about Red Dead on NPR, and he bought me, like, I'm going to buy you video games for Christmas. and like, don't bother, old man. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking scored with Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Call of Duty. Two games I knew I would play eventually, but didn't have an interest in picking up at launch for full price. Mm. But he, he's never... He's never bought me video games ever. Two decades. Three, two and a half decades past. No video games. And he scores super huge. Today, I'm using his Costco account with him in the store. And he's like, what do you think about a game this Christmas? Uh, I love it, Dad. And then we just go through the Costco section. It's just like, if you get me a FIFA game, this is all over. Or this this beautiful memory <laughs> doesn't work anymore. Because like, everything they had was like Spider-Man and... Mario Rabbids, like I've I have I've had these for a long time. I'm I'm finished with all of these, uh, and and Forza, and like there was nothing. I don't. I my dad wants to get me a video game so bad, but I can't even coach him because I don't, like I like I know I'm going to be playing Red Dead probably up until New Year's. Yeah, yeah, and Costco only carries like four or five video games. Yeah. It's always like the big. Yeah, tell him to get you Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I have selected no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Mighty Number B says, I was playing Batman Arkham City and things started getting hot with the girl I was dating. And then all of a sudden we started fighting over the ethics of Batman. I was explaining why he doesn't kill. And she said he should kill. The relationship didn't last a lot longer. Who's your girlfriend, Frank Castle? (laughs) 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 I'm just imagining Frank Castle in drag. (laughs) 
on Twitter at Eight Bit Advantage says it was my tenth birthday and my best friend got mad that I wouldn't share Jet Force Gemini, so he threw the N sixty four controller at me and hit me in the eye. Dude, uh, dude that's like a fucking boomerang, <laughs> yes. basically. Uh, I called him a fucking piece of shit. It was the first time I really swore and one of the best birthdays ever. <laughs> I love the silver lining. He got to, he got to swear and now it's the best birthday the ever. You got hit in the eye with the controller. It was one of those fucking spiky things. Yeah. 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 yeah, with a battering. And then I played it as a dog with a laser mounted to his back. <laughs> <laughs> so a new question of the week. Uh, since we're coming off of Black Friday and Thanksgiving weekend, did you score any sweet, sweet Black Friday deals? If so, what were they? Uh, I scored one. It was the 400 gigabyte uh, micro SD card for Nintendo Switch, nice. which was eighty dollars on Amazon, awesome. and it's probably like I, I after the fact, I'm kind of regretting that. It's like, did I really need all that much more space? I, I mean, I know I, I was down to like 18 gigs free, but out of what? What do you have in there? Uh, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I mean, did you have the stand the, the card that came with the system or? Uh... No, no, no. I, I bought like a 200 gigabyte one. You had filled uh, up a 200? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Oh, my God. Well, those games are like, you know, six to eight Come gigs on. a piece. I, I, I yeah. buy, um, my most of my Switch games, I do buy just the, the cartridge because it's like Nintendo games hold yeah. their resale value. But it, it still installs. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. If I never told that dumb story, like, I can be disorganized and messy. You guys can attest to this, but I'm pretty good with my games. They stay in their case. They stay on a shelf. Uh, I wanted to play recently... Forza 3's Hot Wheels mode and uh, on a, I had to buy a new Xbox because mine broke I put it in and it just wouldn't install the game um, I had to contact customer service that was all like you need to delete, uh, delete your profile blah 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 I'm like yeah I'm not doing all that shit just to play fucking your shitty DLC again uh, but it was this huge pain in the ass and it was just reminded me that like you're just downloading this whole thing to your hard drive anyway and I really I really couldn't justify buying any more physical games I don't know that I can again, and all and like the Black Friday digital sales were abysmal, in my opinion, and they were all all the Black Friday shit was like physical stuff to get you in stores. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't buy anything for the first time in years. I don't know, like, am I crazy here? No, like, I, th- I just I didn't. Know. I thought there were the digital deals were pretty good. That's why I led with them. There was, and you were you were getting like you know games at thirty bucks, like a lot yeah. of the biggest titles. This I know, year. but it was like it was like, the, the newer stuff that I wanted. It was always like this, like shitty. You get the ultimate edition at twenty dollars off. So yeah, seventy dollars. Yeah, there's, there's a lot like, of that going yeah. on. This um, season. Yeah. The, 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 seriously, uh, and full disclosure, I'm a Ubisoft employee. I thought the discounts on Ubisoft games were pretty good, yeah. except that I already have them all. Right. Thanks to some guy I know, I already had those. Well, well, but you know what did I say last week? You could get uh, last year's AC game and this year's together for ten dollars less than buying this year's new. It was yeah. 50, it was one was twenty, one was thirty. I'm like, hey, that's those are great games, uh, huge content. I so I um, I got two games that I've been wanting to play because we are show you how the sausage is made. We're talking about our game of the year stuff already, and so I made sure I picked up Dead Cells on Switch mm-hmm. and I picked up Celeste, uh, both. Good investments, I think, on my mm-hmm. part. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying Dead Cells. I love Dead Cells. One of those is my number one game of the year. Wow. Ah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Th- to me, those were, and they weren't great deals. I think both were like twenty percent off or something like that. Like it's Nintendo, right? You're not going to get like huge deals sure. or anything like that. But it was, hey, you know what? It was a good way for me to get those games, and I love having them to go and travel because actually both games are sort of like good games to play on the switch you can mm-hmm. sort of play mm-hmm. them in short game sessions uh 
Well, I'm, I'm wondering if like the Switch version is somehow better because I've I've had it on PC and I'm like, yeah, this is fine, but like everyone seems to be raving about it. And everyone seems to be raving about the Switch version. You're talking specifically. Dead Cells, Dead yes, Cells Dead specifically. Cells. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we we Michael and I were talking with Celeste specifically. I don't. I am wondering if that that is not the way to play that because of the Switch controller. Yeah, like, the, the, like unless you have the Pro hit. controller, yeah. it's yeah. really tough with some of those areas. It's like yeah. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I've yeah. I've played it uh, mostly on airplanes, so that probably is not ideal. Yeah, not <laughs> ideal conditions. Well, you uh, Dead Cells, you what you really to get the full experience, you have to try playing that game undocked. Lying in a bed while masturbating. <laughs> you'll never be able to do that in a, with a PC. Just copy uh, someone else's experience. I mean, is there anything particularly sexy about Dead Cells? No, 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 no. Oh, you man, clearly just... need to have something else open on your uh, television. Uh, I watch it. Mystery Science Theater Mac and me three times. I don't want to expose too many fetishes. <laughs> but uh, I have a little penis, and they have a little tiny circle now. And, uh, Oh, uh, so yeah, spoiler alert for Game of the Year. Uh, we're going to talk about masturbating <laughs> back in me. Uh, so yeah, th- those are my, my two uh, big deals. What about you, Leif? Did you get anything cool? Uh, I didn't get anything. You know, I'm actually trying to save it, but I did get a jacket Ooh, uh, for 30 yo, bucks. Down yo, from I did too. Like, it's yes. a fucking rad jacket. Yes. Tell me more about your jacket. Oh, it, jacket it's just buddies. Levi's, but I love it. Everybody says I look good. It's just one right here. Yeah, oh, I got nice. it for 30 you, bucks man. as opposed to the 80 it normally sells. That's a handsome jacket. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got a fucking rad ass like... <laughs> It's so weird. Like all this fucking weird punk rock shit is now like in and hip hop and fuck. Yes. Like I got this eighty dollar jacket for thirty dollars. I was very happy. Yeah. yeah, and I'm in a place where it's cold now. It works. <laughs> the jacket works. You guys are excited about buying clothes. You're old. Yes. <laughs> Next, it'll be furniture. Enjoy your free game T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had to buy a new one in years, right. or as, as I like right. to call those, gym attire. <laughs> like I have like twenty of the same shirt. I call them work attire. <laughs> All right. So, what did you score during Black Friday? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer in the comments under episode two hundred and ninety-two. Alternately, you can go to the uh, official Laser Time community on Facebook and uh, answer. There, there'll probably be a thread there. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. So that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Leif, you're the guest. Uh, where can people see your stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm Leif Johnson. I'm an editor at Macworld, so I write a lot about Apple stuff, but I do occasionally do game stuff for that. I also write some game-related stuff, uh, PC for PC World. Um, like, today I wrote about a, a gaming chair. It was actually a pretty fun review to write. And uh, so, yeah, and you can also see my associated musings on Twitter at Leif Johnson, and that's L-E-I-F Johnson. It's the same old spelling. So, all right. Well, thank you. I love being Nice. I don't want to spoil the review, yeah, but does, does the chair go up and down? Uh, it does. Does actually. it lean back? It's very play? stiff, though. That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Leif, are uh, all gaming <laughs> chairs created equal? Uh, no, they're not, but they are generally pretty stiff. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's always a big shock to them how yeah. hard those are. Okay, we're going to go too far with that one. Uh, does, it attach to the f- does it attach to the floor, or does it hover in space, uh, untethered by the laws yeah. of authority? Yeah. So. Does it have a series of outlandish colors? Because those things are never oh, just... God, yes, black. yes, yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> always like racing car chairs. It's like it's got to be like blue and white with racing stripes. With, Something that really embarrasses you when people come over to your house. Well, that, that's what I said about this one. I said you know, it, it was it was cookies and cream, and the, the lettering was actually 
black, so I said it didn't uh, clobber your senses like some of these other ones. And I said, but the very fact that the rest of the chair was kind of elegant, and they still put this big Omega logo in there, I said it looks like you know it rolled out of a the lair of an Athenian supervillain or something. Or <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you gotta you gotta see this thing, but yeah. Damn. So it's the soft the. Yeah, the Secret Lab Omega. Damn, they did a license the Adventures of Cookies and Cream PlayStation 2 game chair? I, I was looking for that. I just couldn't think of the company made it. I love Cookies and Cream. Yeah, that was a great game. So, uh, polls are closed in our uh, completely unofficial, ridiculous uh, video game apocalypse, uh, the Game Awards fan polls for 2018. But I just wanted to let you know, so we have, we've, we're tabulating the results, and we will be discussing those results on the show airing December 14th uh, because the Game Awards airs on December 6th. And so what we'll be doing, we're going to compare uh, all of your votes and what you picked comparing with the actual winners of the show. So make sure you do tune in to the December 14th show. And thank you for those who did vote in our polls uh, on the Vigi Game Apocalypse Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Uh, and speaking of Twitter, you can follow me personally. I'm at Maddie C. Allen. All right. I know you guys have more stuff to plug. Chris? Oh, me? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Listen to the Laser Time Blaxploitation episode. Uh, it was something I never thought I'd get the opportunity to talk about, but I've seen a ton of stuff in that weird genre that I didn't realize was only about five years long, and they took all movies away from black casts and crews. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, Love, Love, Shaft, Dolomite, uh, The Mac. Uh, a bunch of other stuff we talked there. And TL from the PNB podcast um, was really, really fucking helpful. Uh, and, and just a, a bunch of movies that don't get any praise anymore, but are Super still fly. really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, if you like Rocky and Dirty Harry movies, like now imagine that with a much better soundtrack. <laughs> uh, that's what we're talking about. Nice. And uh, on, on 302010 this week, we are actually talking another Zelda game because I believe Zelda 2 is about to turn 20, 30 years old in America. And. Um, also, uh, do you remember what N64 game came out around this time? Uh, a, an exclusive Nintendo Star Wars game. Oh, Rogue, Rogue Squadron? The first wo- Rogue Squadron uh, hit, so we talk a little about that. I thought you were going to say Woke Squadron for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't, I, I rarely ever say anything this hyperbolic, but like, it was the funniest episode we either, ever did because it had to be rescheduled and I was underprepared and I had the most fun with Diana and Sarah improvising lines of Richard Nixon in Disneyland. Uh, I, I can't explain why that happened, but, uh, but uh, no, the teacups make me nauseous, Pat. It, like, I don't know why it's just like 10 minutes of Richard Nixon. Eight dollars for a hot dog, and they call me a crook. See? See? It's fun! <laughs> so much, I'm doing so the fingers. Fun. I'm doing the victory sign. You're not singing over here. It's so much fun. I've got a library in Loma Linda, California. <laughs> I got the biggest splash on this racist ride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not coming back here because I can't bring my dog chick. This is the worst (laughs) impression ever. I was was trying to think of a checkers joke. Please proceed. I can't bring my dog checkers who I got through corporate No, you can. There is a a boarding dog kennel in front of Disneyland that you can board your dog. But he can't smoke. (laughs) And your Richard Nixon sounds like a fucking king of Westeros. (laughs) (laughs) Too regal. (laughs) More jowly in Futurama. Yeah, you gotta shake your The Jews are taking all the marijuana. That's where you need to be. There you go. There you to go. do a good Richard Nixon. There we go. 
Uh, I'm too drunk to muster a good impression. Uh, any, anything else? Uh, more on 302010 and on bonus time this week uh, if you can believe it it's one of the drunkest ever but we uh, we did some we talked about some things people requested such as the uh, recent crop of live action remakes of Disney movies bad baby names in honor of uh, Diana who wasn't even there hmm. uh, and yeah it, it's the, one of the most casual things we've ever done with uh, the Aaron's and Sarah and it's a really fun you can get that on patreon.com slash laser time where you can get over 100 movie commentary support all of these shows keep everyone paid uh, and uh, yeah, we need your support now more than ever. It's Christmas. Um, it's not just that, but yeah. things things are changing a little bit, and um, nothing crazy. Like oh, the shows aren't going anywhere, but like uh, yeah, it'd be very helpful. Yes, to support the show as we want to do new things. Um, but thank you for people who do support. No. Sorry for burping in the middle of <laughs> that, my, that. Almost uh, sounded here. tearful. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, just building new. Turned Rick Sanchez real quick. <laughs> Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've stomped on my balls for the last time. Dennis, come back with my medication. <laughs> I need it to live. <laughs> I don't remember what Mr. Wilson sounded like. How am I going to sufficiently bone Mrs. Wilson? <laughs>